Lithium. Hello and welcome to the Sidecast at 4.58 and 3 seconds p.m. on the 3rd of November 2013. It's a Sunday. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Zachary Burgess. We forgot to say it was GMT. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's very important that it's GMT now. Because um, it hasn't been in previous times. The best time. Not like a whole six months is. Six months is. Is it split into? It is split into six months, is it, or is is it just me? Is it half and a half? I probably approximately, I guess. Yeah, well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yes. Anyway, it is dark. I have closed the shutters. Kinda. Yeah, because I don't have, have slightly more than six months, like just counting out on my fingers. But then my memory for when it actually does go forward <laughs> in the first place is bad. Okay. Probably not too reliable, indeed. It like, could be six months based on when I remember things. Theoretical news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you said monthers then, like or monthses. Yeah. So I was listening to something. Um, I was on the radio. It was some news. It was some like you were listening to some non-theoretical news. <laughs> yeah, some actual news, and it was like some foreign person talking about months. But he, I thought, it, I just, I don't know. You shouldn't make fun of people's accents. But he was just sort of saying monthies all the time. It's like it's been going on for six monthies. <laughs> I, found, I found that kind of interesting. Okay. It's like where 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 does the month ease come from? Like what what would make you say ease on the end of month? Oh, well, that one does make much sense. But for, for, for no particular reason, earlier I was thinking I don't know why, but I just thought the you know, the word catalog is sort of like an e at the end. Like catalogue. <laughs> with, with like a U, Cat- isn't it? Or yeah, it's catalogue yeah. U, isn't it? Yeah, it's like catalogue. Catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> it must be French, right? Or something. Well, it should be yeah, catalogue, like rogue, surely. Catalogue. <laughs> I guess so. He's a dashing catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean we're going to end up with catalogue likes? <laughs> like, <laughs> games entirely about filing. <laughs> Those exist already, and they're not about they're not about catalogs. I guess that's Pokemon, right? No, filing of Pokedex. Basically, papers, fleas, isn't it? I guess that's basically about filing. Apart from you file stuff in, and then you file it back out. No one's made a game about filing a tax return yet. I wouldn't bet on that. I bet they probably have. <laughs> yeah, probably. Have any of you have you played Papers, Please? Is it worth? No, no. I kind of want to. It sounds interesting. But- in like a yeah. depressing kind of way. That'll be for Christmas sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> or I, I don't know. I reckon it's a high, highly likely candidate to be in the next humble bundle or something like that. Possibly, but then you know what else might go in there that you'd even want? That's the problem with the humble bundle. <laughs> uh, this week's hum, hum, humble weekly sale is kind of tempting. Like, not for reasons that i particularly want to play but it's the team 17 like uh, like weekly sale and which means that there's tons of worms games on offer which may mean that one of the the, the the videos that is one of our highest rated videos of zach and i playing for worms some United reason for some reason yeah so maybe okay. we should do another worms video well, we said in that video we were going to do worms too and then never did so <laughs> <laughs> true well we haven't quite figured out because they're always there were there's potentially some problems with getting Worms 2 to run. I got it running last time I tried. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. 
because some there was a, there was a period where I, I I looked it up like why it was not running, but because it, it relies on a bit of DirectX that is no longer supported by yeah. graphics cards. Mm-hmm. Some weird rendering. Yeah, they used. Well, it's like, <laughs> I think it was when Direct Two D initially came out, like when it was called Direct Two D, and then they changed it to Direct Draw. Yeah. And then oh, I yeah. Think, like I think maybe Direct Two D is a thing again. I'm not sure. No, they got but, rid of Direct Two D again. I think. Uh, okay <laughs> is there anything called direct 2d don't base your technology on it it will die <laughs> apparently but you could make worms 2 run what with dosbox or something or... no just in windows 7 all right okay do you need compatibility mode or something even that's not going to help what if i you actually had, had to do if your graphics card... it slightly it's probably okay. a patch of some kind new from um... rob code the zachary burgess OS fucker, right? <laughs> <laughs> OS fucker. How is your PC? Is it working all right, Zeg? It's your... developed a suspicious like vibration somewhere in there, or what mm. sounds like a vibration, but it's not like a fan vibration. It's, it's, not, like it's a... not a good vibration. Then. No, it's like some kind of different vibration <laughs> that's clearly not coming from a fan. That's the lesser. Oh. That's the lesser known B side. <laughs> different vibration. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the I can't work out where yeah. it's coming from. I thought it was coming out of my hard disk, which is very bad. Mm. But I don't know where my hard disk actually is, so I'm actually going to have to open my case up and look. <laughs> or if it's an, well, if it's an old it design, it'll be mounted at the front bottom, won't it? But... Well, I thought it was... Because the trouble is, like on my case, there's a fan right at the front bottom. Mm-hmm. And then there's like... I thought it... <laughs> Perhaps you shouldn't call it the front bottom. <laughs> Then I, then there's like clearly there's spaces for stuff that should be mounted like that because it's got one of those quick release mounting things at the front. Oh sure, but I don't think there's actually anything in it. And I'm like, well, I'm sure the hard disk was in there. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything <laughs> yeah, in this gap. <laughs> but that sounds like what it's you know it sounds like the humming is coming from that area of the front panel, and it's not the CD drive, and it's not the fan at the bottom. So. <laughs> There's something in that gap where I think the hard disk might be if I can just find it. Now might be the time to consider a backup. Yeah, I did that earlier. Oh, good. <laughs> On my dodgy ass external hard disk. I think it, I mean, either of those two hard disks is more likely to fail. It's probably the external one yeah. <laughs> at this point. Did I, I tell you I had that problem where it wouldn't let me? It still it it wouldn't let me. Um, you know those Windows um, restore point things? It wouldn't let yeah. me oh, yeah. back one up onto my massive terabyte hard disk for some reason. It wouldn't let me choose it as a target for no reason. So, weird. Yeah. Too big. <laughs> it's just dumb. What, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd ever do it like a... like uh, Windows just has never been good at it, you know, using, doing yeah. proper backups. So, I'd, like, I was wondering... I don't, I don't think I'd ever would, like, just back up a system like that. I'd just back up the important files. Yeah, and sure. Stick, stick it somewhere like, else. It's... it's just I had a B sod or some something happened um, a while back, uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, if if this happened, it was like, do you want to restore from a restore point or whatever, or do you want to just try anyway? And I was like, well, I haven't got any restore point thing immediately. And I thought, well, ne-, and then it booted up again. It worked fine. I thought, well, I don't know what the hell that was, but I'm going to make a restore point so that next time it works. And like, I can't because my C drive is a tiny solid state drive and my massively capacious uh, data drive won't let me do it onto so fail <laughs> there may be some filthy settings you can go and find and yeah well i i googled it obviously and there were various mm. people saying oh this isn't uh or 
it's, your disc isn't in the right mode or something. But I checked everything and it all looked fine, so I don't know what it was. Anyway. I wonder if it's it, like enforces a rule that it has to go on the drive where Windows is. Well, like maybe they'll. Yeah, well, that's because it's, mental, it's but, not really yeah. system restore is not really a backup, though, is it? No, no, no. It's like a yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, just copy the entire contents of the SSD. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, quite easily because it's not very big, and I've got like terabytes of of space on the other one. So, hmm. yeah, don't know. I anyway. saw that like like two terabyte drives have become pretty cheap now. So yeah, it's... that's why I've got like a two terabyte thing. Yeah, I was thinking like you had to wait I, I until re- the uh, flood damage was had recovered. Yeah, for yeah. a while it was impossible to buy them. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, but now it's fine. I was th- yeah, because I was thinking about it. I, I'm in two minds about if I like decide to go and build a NAS drive or something or a, or a file server that uh, whether or not to just have two two terabyte drives just running normally, so I end up with four terabytes of storage, or just to raid one them or something and have like completely mirrored. Yeah, right. There's various raid schemes, aren't there? I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, raid raid one's just total mirroring. So if one yeah. drive dies, you have everything. Whereas I think the other raid yeah. schemes can detect where there's problems and maybe sort them out, but you're likely to lose something. Right. Okay. Well, raid one, I guess you get absolute certainty because you've doubled everything. Plus, presumably, you also get faster speed, right? Because that's the whole point yeah. of raid. Oh, so, so I think a lot of the like 100. percent like survivability raid setups are the ones where you need like more than two drives. Like I think if you have three, then right. you can do some fancy stuff where like no, if any one of the three drives fails, the other two can pick up all of the slack. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's, I guess that's the ideal if you're building something like that. Go for some ridiculous thing like setup like that. But yeah, I don't know. I've I've never had a hard disk fail, but I mean apparently they fail all the time. If you know, I've had one fail. Stuff in my lifetime and that was a really old i had one possibly oh, fail actually i'm not sure i have actually thinking about like it. the only one that i ever had it, it i'm not sure whether it was actually a problem with the hard disk or whether it was just something that went wrong but it, all it was was it corrupted the file table so all the data oh, was there yeah my yeah. laptop fucked up like that before yeah so that was the one that i recovered yeah yeah but that's not actually an actual busted well i don't know laptop. it might it oh, could theoretically have been a hard disk failure just happened to have happened inside the file. <laughs> yeah, you could have had a corrupted sector inside yeah, that's the, true. the that's MFT. True. Triple bad. And then the other mysterious problem that I've been having with my PC is like <laughs> I, for no apparent reason, one one of the host processors was spiking my CPU using like one of the cores. And I was it, like, was it SV one of the SVC hosts? Yeah, one of the hosts. Or, yeah. So then I went into the pro- into like the process explorer, so I could see which process it was, and it was like, well, apparently it's network location awareness. So I was like, well, what the fuck is doing that? Because it was it was it, it was spiking the CPU, and <coughs> like it wasn't really dropping the internet connection. It was just like there'd be a moment where nothing would get through, and sometimes if you were like. If you happen to be browsing to a web page at that exact moment, Chrome would be like, "I can't load this," and then you hit reload and it just go. <laughs> mm. And I was like, "Well, what the, f- what the fuck is doing this?" And then I was just like, "Well," and so I googled it for ages, trying to work out anything about network location awareness and what the fuck it even does. Yeah, and I eventually came to the conclusion that probably you can just turn that off. <laughs> okay. So I turned it off, turned that service off, and it's. It, I mean, it's weird because it works fine, except the little 
Windows pot, uh, the toolbar icon. Is it the solution center thing? No, it's the toolbar icon for like the networking because mm. obviously right. I'm on the wireless. The networking icon just starts freaking out. It, it basically doesn't think you're connected, but you're totally connected. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's fine, I guess. I mean, maybe that will stop those CPU strikes, and so I'll see. So I tested it with location awareness off for a while, and that was, and then like, oh no, it's spiking CPU again. So I went into Process Explorer again, and it's like, now it's the DNS client for some reason that's spiking the CPU. Turn that off as well, because apparently you don't need that either. <laughs> This is all network stuff for when you're on a LAN, I guess, and you're not yeah. really... Yeah, it's, it's more about domain discovery, I think, about yeah. that. Yeah, so apart from the bit where the Windows like networking icon bar and like the yep. connection to the router kind of freaked out, and but it, I mean, the internet still worked. But the trouble is, I turned those two things off, and like the CPU spikes went away, but I'm not entirely sure the connection dropping went away. <laughs> but then because it doesn't spike the CPU any longer, there's no obvious indication when it's happening. <laughs> oh. So I can't tell as easy. Hmm. That is real but it weird. doesn't I mean, interrupt like streaming of anything, does it? Or well, what? maybe it does. I, like, so I've been having some trouble get, like... The quality of video streams will get like get stuck really low, as if right. it's dropping connection over and over or something, and I just can't tell that it is. So yeah, that sucks. So then I turned it, uh, last night when I was having more connection problems that were probably unrelated. I was just like, ah, oh, fuck! I'll turn them back on and see if the CPU spikes still there or not. <laughs> see whether it's mysteriously fixed itself while I've been off. Yeah. <laughs> and did it? I don't know yet. There we go. I had enough time to see whether it would happen again. That is weird. I mean. I don't know if there's some underlying Windows problem, but but we've been having a lot of trouble at work with some of our systems just spiking SVC host. It wasn't network awareness for right. us. There's been a, it's been it's been different every time. Like one of them was Windows Update for some reason right. that got well, totally I mean, stuck. Windows um, Update being dodgy that was not that surprising. Yeah, no, that's that's fairly common, um, but not in a CPU kind of way. We've had Windows Update get stuck in a state where it just used several gigs of RAM. <laughs> permanently until you restarted the system which was really irritating um but especially on a on a till platform that has like one gig of ram on it it's like oh god damn it um yeah then we had one that was spiking cpu because of it um there was uh, my boss's laptop actually had a um uh, a weird one where he'd ended up with a search assistant somehow. <laughs> somehow, but it wasn't like a toolbar or anything like that. It was like it was just a, a hidden search. It was called like search assist, literally. Right. But the process was being hosted under an SVC host. Well, stealthy. Yeah, and it was, and that was causing his, him problems. So yeah, it's been a whole run of it. I don't know why. Why does everyone have to? Everything have to be an SVC host? God damn it! It's really irritating. Well, that that's thing, the thing because right? not everything is inside the hosting process it's like it just seems I guess it's some sort of wrapper for Windows to keep tabs on it but yeah. it just makes debug like finding out what it actually <laughs> is real, real tricky mm. so we just need to open up the process explorer thing oh no the one, this one with search assist proved a little bit tricky we had to run a, uh, a query on it or something and get it to show what it was like an error log from it or something that just happened to tell us what the program was it, we had to dig deep to find this search assist thing it's probably malware to crap <laughs> but, yeah did it, uh segue to news yeah news did you segue the, <laughs> did you hear about the gta 5 thing gta what? 5 for pc thing what about it 
No. Torrents maybe. have been surfacing about GTA Five for PC. Obviously, that's big... not a real thing, is it? No, they weren't. They were they were, they were like <laughs> eighteen. They were eighteen asses. gig downloads that people would then download, and then it would present them with a fairly um, uh, what's the word? A fairly genuine looking installer. But I guess how hard is that to make? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as part of the process, obviously, it had oh, do you want to type in? You need a key. You need, do you want to give us a key? And, so and they course, packed in a key generator. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't. They parked in. A, they, they packed in a text file that told you everything you needed to do to get hold of the key. And of course, this was fill in a ton of surveys and get sign up for partner things. So, wow. they, so the guys obviously that put this out were obviously making money out of that. And then you type the key into the installer, and what does it do? It's eighteen gigs of malware. <laughs> <laughs> How is it possible to be eighteen gigs I don't, of malware? I don't know. Eighteen <laughs> gigs of malware exists in the world in total. That's awesome. <laughs> It's the most retarded thing. <laughs> eighteen gigs. How if do they were going to make an actual eighteen gig file and go through the trouble of having a whole fucking eighteen gigs and then host it and then torrent it and then upload it, they might as well just put like eighteen gigs of horrible porn in there. That would have at least been funny. <laughs> that would have been very funny. <laughs> Much more likely. Yeah. How do you even find eighteen gigs of malware to like package up? You'd have to make sure that yeah, the porn was possibly the worst stuff you could find because these are going to be kids doing this, right? So it's like, well, <laughs> kids playing Grand Theft Auto, you know. Well, totally. Also, did you see on the news? It was on Have I Got News for You this week, actually, where they had um, an old lady taking out his, her frustration on British. Cats, oh, I did see yeah. that British <laughs> cats <laughs> walking around that the streets beating people up. Uh, I In saw Grand that Theft Auto, video. Right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, because she wasn't flying that goddamn helicopter. That was like quite precisely shooting up that gas yeah. works. <laughs> that was clearly not. She might have just been voiceovering someone else play it. But. Uh, yeah, although they did put a controller in her hands, you could sometimes see. So maybe she was doing okay. a bit of the beating people up on the street, but I don't think she was doing the crazy other stuff in that video. That was awesome. It's still pretty funny. I was a bit disappointed because it said like Gamer Granny or whatever on the YouTube channel and you click and there weren't any other videos. It's like, well, that's an obvious awesome. I thought this was like going to be the viral one from a whole string of them. But no, it's the first one. That would be pretty cool, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? If you had like a. I guess they're not interested in YouTube. <laughs> they play games, but for some reason. I'm sure, there'll, I'm sure there'll be plenty of channels along those lines. Yeah, if, if you care to look. <laughs> I'm sure there's pretty much channels for anything you could ever there want ever. Gamer Granny seems to be the name to get. <laughs> or whatever it was, I don't know. She was seen genuinely pissed off about the, the British gas tax hike, the uh, price, sorry. Uh, right, bill course, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, well, it's really high, isn't it? 15% yeah. or something? Well, I think yeah. what's really dumb about it is how their, how their main excuse was like, green taxes because that's not going to piss everyone off <laughs> because they haven't well it's the thing green taxes Kate, must have come into effect several months ago well it doesn't matter there's no if they made changes to them which I'm not sure they did it doesn't matter anything about what the green taxes are or when they haven't just using that as an excuse of why people have to pay more because you're that's, that's basically the companies being like fuck green yeah, <laughs> that's a bad it's, thing. It's, it's not helping their. P- it doesn't help their PR either way, does it? No. It's, the funniest thing was is that um, uh, they posted on their Facebook page, uh, like pretty pretty soon after that announcement was made, saying, "Hey, we can help you in your homes." With like one of those cheesy graphics oh, yeah. they have of their yeah. planet things. That that Facebook picture alone. By the time I looked at it, 
Um, or someone posted it like earlier in the morning and they had said, wow, there's 20,000 bad comments on here. You must read this. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll have a look. By the time I got to it, there was 50,000. <laughs> and it's in the same day. And it's like, oh, some, some of them were hilarious. All of them bad. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, oh, what was that other thing? Speaking of news and moving it vaguely more towards video games <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> There was, I can't remember what company it was, but there was that Twitter post where they were like, where they where they were like, is this theoretical news again? <laughs> no, no, well, I remember the news, but I don't remember the company. It was some company's Twitter and they posted where they were like, our, our programming staff put in 17,500 hours of crunch to get this product done. Oh, like was it healthcare.gov? No. Oh, right. It wasn't that. Okay. Because no, okay. there was some ridiculous... Uh, claim about healthcare.gov where like that they, they talked about like millions of lines of code or something and it was like it turned out to be more code than in like the joint strike fighter or something and it's like <laughs> they just made that, yeah exactly yeah but this one was like some game company who was like our, our programming staff put in tons of hours of crunch and then that was meant that was in like a series of twitter posts that were saying like how awesome they were and it was like that's not actually awesome. No, no. <laughs> Forcing people to do a shit ton of crunch is not necessarily a good thing. No. Ever since like EA Spouse and like um, I don't know the whole business with LA Noir and all of that, like yeah, treat employees properly. Well, it, the thing is, is it's kind of a meaningless statement in a way, unless you can uh, presumably someone followed up and found out how bad that really is based on the number of employees well, yeah, they had. If you had seventeen, if you had seventeen thousand employees, that'd be nothing. I know it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Just replace crunch with unpaid overtime, and there you go. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't how many hours they did. It was how many dinners were served in the cafeteria while they were crunching. And then they, all the all the replies to that Twitter comment were like, there was other small like indie game companies were like, we had dinner at home every day with our family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No man. I want to know who this is now. <laughs> yeah, theoretical news because I can't remember the actual name of the company. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, no I'm, press is better press than bad press. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best phrase I ever heard. <laughs> no press is better press than bad press. <laughs> bad press on WordPress. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying no press is best better than bad news? It's like, but people isn't that the opposite of what people say that bad news is better? No, than it's good news. Or? I mean, no, not giving them any additional recognition by not even mentioning their name is better than saying their name and giving them more press. So this is the happy salad <laughs> Twitter challenge of the week. Go find what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> no <laughs> press, better press than bad press. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can see that from our from our point of view as the press yeah. in, in, this, in this analogy, which is hilarious. Just, it's a great way of wording it. it makes you think. <laughs> makes you think. And then you realise what the fuck you've said. That's how thinking works. Yeah. I know, but so you anyway. have to think more about it than you would some other wording. Okay. So speaking about companies, like <laughs> new games, news. companies, yeah, and news actually, there's been. Okay. A, <laughs> I was hoping. There's, there's actually there's been a couple of closures. Oh yeah, in, like in, in oh, the yeah. bad news front. Um, so the the, the guys that were sort of splintered off of Thirty Eight Studios um, <laughs> when, when they, they failed and tried to regroup. Yeah, and they uh, failed again. Well, they formed the the, the rather aptly titled Impossible Games. <laughs> 
and it turns out that it was. was impossible. <laughs> that didn't um, work. And, and so, unfortunately, that's been shattered um, as well. So that really did. I mean, that, those guys seriously. They <laughs> well, the first time time. probably wasn't their fault, really. No, <laughs> but they've done. Yeah, they. Well, to be honest, most of the employees, it's probably not their fault. No, but man, that's a, that's a that's a run of a serious run of bad luck. And um, the other one of note is that EA cancelled Command and Conquer. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, Did we talk about the studio being it. shut as well? That's another. Yeah, one. I think we mentioned that last time. Yeah. Um, so now Command and Conquer, but uh, from from what I heard, that didn't wasn't really shaping up. So maybe. Um, well, no, because it went through that the reason why they cancelled it all is they did some alpha testing um, on focus groups, I suppose, and they were like that. It was plainly obvious that this was not a game that the fans or anyone really wanted to play. <laughs> okay. That must have been a great focus there. Yeah. So they were basically like, well, there's no, there's no real point in continuous, but they did sort of say, I forget what the studio was that was working on it, but they've closed, they're disbanding that as well with the hope of, uh, I suppose transitioning the, uh, um, employees into other studios where they think the talent is. Um, so does that mean Kana Cocker is actually done now? <laughs> It might so. be, yeah. <laughs> After they said they weren't going to use the original universe, and then they did again, and then and they were like, no, actually, Generals too. Oh, wait, no, that's not going to do it either. No. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I reckon they'll reset, because they did... Here's the kicker. They did... Well, it's not really the kicker. It's just here's the extra little tidbit. They did say they were sort of thinking about what they could perhaps salvage, and uh, presumably that means assets and things like that maybe, maybe they what want to keep what do you even do with those assets I don't know maybe the, it, it, it sounded like perhaps they do want to try and save something out of all <laughs> this because <laughs> it's, it's been in dev for a while now Let's, if you think of it it's, it's been several years that they've been working on this use those assets to make another first person shooter <laughs> yeah I guess another, another <laughs> Command and Conquer Renegade Renegade <laughs> they already made, made that fan made remake of Renegade didn't they on the Unreal Engine oh yeah I actually played that but that Obviously, that was probably hilarious because Renegade was hilarious. Oh, Renegade yeah. was so bad. <laughs> I tried to play it, and it was just so bad. Should we do a quick look of it? I guess we could, maybe. <laughs> I want to laugh. Well, the worst part about it was the like because you were you were the commando. So obviously oh, you had to see four buildings. Yeah. yeah. That's what the commando does. Yeah. But what that actually meant is like you walk into the, like the hand of God is just like literally, because even in the game that was done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a little door and there's just a giant fucking statue in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is where we train troops in the hand of doom. So you walk into like that front door of the hand of God and then there's like this really annoying, tedious, like underground concrete labyrinth. That's with, right. Like, you know, sleeping quarters or whatever and dudes in them that you fight your way through. And then you get to the bottom, and there's like a control panel, and it's like, now plant the C4. You just put the C4 <laughs> on the control panel, and all the lights turn up, go like red, and like, literally... You mean they weren't before? Well, yeah, well, they were before, but they were like more red. <laughs> more red. But like, as the instant after you place the C4, like, just the textures and everything in the building turn to look damaged. <laughs> and then when you walk outside, it's like, oh, look, now it's damaged. Oh, genius. Oh, so it sort of explodes while you're in there. No, it doesn't explode oh. or anything. It's just, it's like, just change your skin. <laughs> yeah, basically. <Boom>. degrade. <laughs> it's not how C4 works. So That's there's no bad. explosion at all when you get Well, outside. there's probably some kind of explosion, but the building still exists. It explodes somewhere outside. else. 
You put the C4 down and you just hear off in the distance and the whole building is affected. It's like that's not how you plant C4 on this one control panel that apparently manages the whole building somehow. I mean, I guess that's sort of how it would theoretically have worked in like the original card of going because he just goes in the building for like half a second and then it explodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's was not awesome. really how C4 works either. But that control panel is the future of the Nest thermostat. <laughs> Clearly. Did he have a present for you? It's great. Well, that is the question. I don't remember how much of the voice clips there were. I mean, the, the, the only good thing about about Renegade was the st- right at the start, where where at the start of the mission, it look, you're in on like the aircraft carrier, and then it go looks over the shoulder of one of the ops guys, and it and it's like on the, on his screen is actual Command and Conquer, and the little hovercraft that you've just stolen with a commando on on Command on the Command and Conquer screen drives up to the edge of the land, and then he jumps out, and then it zooms into that, and then you start playing. That's pretty awesome. cool. That's actually cool. That really <laughs> yeah, that cool. was cool. But dumb. I, I was sort of trying to conceal my personal dying of laughter there because I just remembered that I used to confuse the sample of uh, the commando in the first Command and Conquer when you said that was left-handed. I used to, for some reason, think he said that was laminated. <laughs> Kills the dude and it's like, that was laminated. <laughs> that was a record-breaking kill. I'm going to keep that one. Indeed. Cool. So more news. News? Well, various things going on, isn't there? I mean, the consoles are nearly coming out, right? <laughs> Yeah, nearly I mean, so so um two weeks till ps4 in america so so ps4 here. can you tell me what the news is because i'm not sure i got oh, yeah, it that correctly the news where like half the cool stuff is isn't in is in a day one patch or something well it's like that... half of the cool stuff is in a day one patch and then half of it isn't isn't, isn't in, in, in yeah day one the, the one the bit yeah. that gets me that i think is a is a real slip up i think is that a lot of the reason why people ended up buying PS3s, why a lot of non-gamers bought PS3s, was because it was a pretty good hub for streaming media too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. PS4 on launch is not. It and also isn't stream. going to be. It, well, no, that was they, one of the things that I don't think they, they I don't know. Was, wasn't going to be on the day one patch. It wasn't going to be at launch and it wasn't going to be in the day one patch. So that doesn't necessarily rule out they can factor it in later. I mean, Sony worded it in typical fashion. Hey, we're listening to customer feedback, um, uh, which tells you nothing. No. But yeah, out of the box, PS4 won't be able to do... It can't play compact discs. It can't play MP3s. It can't play... Um, it's not DLNA compatible. Um and then Microsoft, I think today, came out and said, yeah, we can do that. Does that mean you can't play <laughs> Blu-ray on it then? You must be able to. Oh, you can play Blu-rays. Yeah. All right. You'll Is be able to play Blu-rays and DVDs, I think. Yeah. But okay. This is the thing. Joystick worded it and worded the title in a great way because it's like, Xbox One can play compact discs. Ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think compact discs are that bad. No. Close enough, though. But they... Uh, but are you... Xbox One can't just play mp3s off your hard disk though can it off your network no you, you can't put stuff onto the console like you could before yeah um so whether that means you can't play mp3s off of a memory stick i'm not sure mm. um i it heard sounds PS4 like you might can't... not be able to yeah and ps4 can't take memory sticks at all right is that right or something or well, i that's... don't know it can't well, take external hard drives right yeah. that's right it can take memory sticks then good but it can't it, take the, external hard drives. I, I don't know. I don't think it's clear. Well, yeah, they probably haven't said about memory sticks, but definitely not right. external hard drives. Mm. 
if you want it's, to upgrade the hard drive, you actually have to put another internal one in there. But at least you can. Whereas with yeah. uh, Xbox One, you can't upgrade the internal hard drive. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of. It's. I think it's a cock up, but at the same time, I can kind of see why Sony might be reluctant to put it in because it does. It's one of those things that I suppose encourages torrenting and piracy and that kind of stuff because you can get hold of a file some way and stream it to your ps3 oh, right, rather yeah. than using the inbuilt services that they'll be trying to sell you yeah that's probably okay and it's kind of you know sony has got its fingers in a lot of pies in that sort of entertainment space so it's pies. it may be in their interests not to do it but as i said a lot of people bought ps3s because it was so good at that mm. yeah that's in fairness, it's still pretty good at that. So, consumer advice from the salad cast: if you want to stream media, buy a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even dedicated boxes aren't that great. Still, I don't know no, why, no, but not. like Apple TV or Boxy or whatever, they're not. They're not. Good well, people are saying that a, a modified Ouya isn't bad. Really? But yeah, you like put. Um, I think you could put like Xbox Media Center and stuff or on Plex or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever Xbox Media Center fork you happen to like. Well, you shouldn't really call it XB- Xbox Media Center anymore. XBMC. XBMC, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Even though that's literally what those letters stand for. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but it runs on so much stuff now. Yeah. So what else? Uh, so, so on the, oh, and on the, the suspend on the PS... mode, right? Is the suspend yeah, mode? Yeah, PS4 isn't suspend in? mode isn't going to be there from from the day Is one. Is it going to be there eventually, though? I, I would assume so. They've touted uh, it quite highly. Yeah, they've talked so about it a lot, so I hope it's in there eventually. Cause that sounds it's really it's cool. kind of weird that it's not there already, to be honest. I mean, oh, I think they also said partial downloads. I mean, like, play while downloading your game isn't going to be there either. Yeah. Oh, um, right. Because they did tout that one. pretty heavily as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I find it weird that that stuff's not working, which makes me... It, that's, that's kind of... Uh, plus Microsoft, I guess, at this point, because I, I, I'm assuming the Xbox can do all that. Because you know well, they, they haven't they, said, ha- they, haven't, they haven't said that it's not going to be there, and they've also kind of said, "Hey, well, yeah, we can do that." Um, right. Well, so I guess at this point, the assumption is is that yeah, the Xbox will be doing that, and PS4 won't at launch. But in the PS4 corner, third-party games have been coming out. Um, and detailing how the differences between how they will be running on the two machines. Yeah. And a number have come out and said, yeah, the PS4 version is better. Well, like, I've seen... And the... giving you a hard figure, like Call of Duty Ghosts will run at 1080 yeah. on a PS4, but yeah. only run at 720 upscaled on an Xbox. And this is confirmed the same, the exact same deal uh, by Digital Foundry on uh, Battlefield 4, is that it runs at 1080 on a PS4 and... 720 on xbox one so these are the uh, yeah. i mean i would say uh, I, it's a bit odd with call of duty considering the old tech it's running on but battlefield 4 tech is like really cutting edge it looks amazing yeah i mean i PC. can kind of believe it a little more with battlefield i think someone said that assassin's creed might be in that boat as well um uh, i don't know about that because that that game they already had to scale really badly to run on the old consoles i guess that's the same with call of duty but mm. um yeah, I'd be surprised if that didn't run at 1080 on. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of weird. And it, what, what I'm interested in is how that affects the Call of Duty community, because obviously Xbox has had, has a much better has a much bigger community mm. because its live services have been bigger. 
It's not going to be affect generation. the community. It's going to just piss people off. <laughs> well, this is what, I mean, what, it does, what, what I'm interested in is, is are people going to end up migrating? Are people going to buy the PS4 version <laughs> with this knowledge? Or are they going to stick to Xbox Live because of how well it's worked in the past? I mean, admittedly, PSNet, PSN's future multiplayer stuff is a bit of an unknown. So maybe this time around yeah. it won't affect anything. But, but Call of Duty, they have the buy up thing, don't they? Where you can upgrade from the old You can upgrade PSN. from the PS3 to PS4, but you can't upgrade from Xbox to PS4. No, I meant Xbox to Xbox One. Yeah, you could do that. But... Yeah, so it doesn't actually matter. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, but it does matter. No, but there's, a, that's, there's a clear. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't difference. matter because it's not going to change anything because all the people who have oh, a, PS, a PS3 and an Xbox 360 are just going to buy it on that regardless of what the next one is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess the people that are really into They're just COD going to be pissed. I guess the, the Xbox people. Yeah. I guess the people that are really into COD have probably already pre ordered a one and, and a copy of the game and Yeah. I guess um, so. I don't think it's gonna matter because um like because I I'm well, I don't know, but I mean it's it's hard to tell given that I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, but I have a feeling that this this whole Titanfall business is gonna be a big splash in that whole I think it yeah. could be a killer. Uh, so far away. March? Yeah. Oh, but PC, it'll be yeah, a lot longer away. Well, yeah, exactly. March on Xbox One. And, 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 and they've announced it definitely won't be on PS4, at least the first title in the series. Yeah. Uh, so that is a big plus for the the, the slower console. <laughs> it's like they're so looking forward to that. It's like they could probably put out a whole other Call of Duty game before then. <laughs> What in three months? Yeah, probably <laughs> the Wii U version. I, I didn't. I didn't know the PC version was like massively delayed compared to the console. Why isn't it day and date? On well, we, never, well, we don't know. Yeah, well, the thing. they, they, haven't, they haven't said. No, they've said they said it's not going to be out uh, at the same time. Oh, have they? Okay. All we knew before was that it existed. Which yeah, I the, did the, the, from Origin. Yeah, the reasons they've given for that is because they are relying heavily on the Xbox uh, Live cloud services. Um, right. To, to get the, this build up and running, um, meaning they'll have to rethink how they do things for the PC version unless they can strike a deal with Microsoft to let them use the cloud services on a PC version. Right. Um, so, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some tinkering okay. they will need to do before that possibility is realized. Um, it's interesting. I think I, I really think that Titanfall is going to be the killer app, and it's, going to, it's a bit bad because it's, the, it's shaping up to be the inferior console, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, this is kind of the first actual kind of blow, I think, that actually I sort of felt, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I've been siding on the Xbox side just because yeah. of, like, my previous thing. But the more I've been thinking about it, of like, actually, Xbox hasn't done a lot for me for the last couple of years, probably, whereas yeah. PS3 has really kind of been taking over in terms of the games I want to play. Definitely. Um, and I, I still... Your, your um, review of the controller was very um, good for me, you know, that's really mm. heartening for me because that's quite important and you you were quite big on the PS4 controller, big improvement, you said, so yeah. I think that, that'll I, make I, a big difference for me. I mean, at this point, it's beginning to sound like PS4 might actually be better as a games console, but Xbox One might actually be better at Microsoft are pitching it as, as in the one thing that can do everything pretty well. Sure. Fair enough but if that's PS4 what you want. PS4 is just better at games. But the trouble now is for well for November is that now the PS4 has a shitty launch lineup. Yeah, after everything got delayed, all, all, all the delays well, they, all, and they both do really. I mean, Forza is really the only big thing uh, at all, right? Crimson Dragon, bitch. I, I I haven't seen anything about that game. I'm sure it's probably no. awesome. <laughs> that's, that's why it's going to be awesome. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Obviously. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'll probably end up with COD on Xbox because Kippers is going to get it naturally, and it's, fair enough. You know, and because you guys don't play it, it's like, like that's going to be my COD outlet. But I'm not sure. I don't know. It's an Infinity War year, and to me, those are the off years now. I kind of like what now, Treyarch now. have been doing. So yeah. it's and after um, and Infinity Ward is diminished after half of them went to do respawn or whatever. Well, no, no, yeah. no matter half, but like a lot of the key talent are making Titanfall now. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the reviews for that must be out pretty soon, if not already. But, but I mean, it doesn't, it's, yeah, it's not long till it comes out. So no, like, Battlefield the, reviews are out. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if, I mean, like a, I mean, the first because you know, they're releasing. I think Ghosts comes out on 360 before the ones launch, so yeah. like the next week or so. Yeah. So we'll be seeing that soon. I'm, I'm interested, but just because Black Ops Two is so good, but. I think Ghost looks retarded when those bloody dogs and yeah. moving fish. Did you see the Battlefield Four Let's Punch a Dog thing? Yeah, no. How dumb was that? What we do? Well, Battlefield like it's, like it's EA's desperation to try and one up COD all the time with their marketing. Oh, it's just like, assholes. hey, hey, like Ghosts has dogs. So what are we going to do in the Battlefield Four trailer? Let's punch a dog. Yeah, but that's not. That could have just been in there anyway. I know, but it just—it just that's how everyone's taking it. In like, how can we, how can we like show God that that their dog is dumb? And and, and like, regardless of that, there had already been plenty of plenty of dog punching and murdering in Call of Duty before this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb because like Battlefield, apart from the like weak attempt at a story, you know, single player in Battlefield, no matter how good it looks, it's a bit. Like it's it done crap. to say the least. It was yeah, crap. it was crap. I mean, it, it, yeah. wasn't, but, it wasn't te- terrible, yeah. but it just wasn't a patch on an experience you could have on a focused single player game, which is a shame. But if you if you consider the it core appeal and game of Battlefield and COD to be multiplayer, which it certainly is for Battlefield, and I guess COD is mostly multiplayer. Oh, I don't know. It, it, the Blop series, I think, has been good for single player. I'm not yeah, convinced sure. about yeah. modern. I'm not convinced about the last two iterations of Modern Warfare, but. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I'd much rather play Blops single player than Battlefield. Or, but like, uh, they, they, EA is trying to make them like go head to head, and like Battlefield and and COD are they're like totally, totally different. different. Games. They're not yeah. even. I, I think TF2 is closer to COD than Battlefield <laughs> is to COD. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. You know, and like, it's a bit weird that they like desperate to do because they tried to to copy COD with Medal of Honor and they totally failed right mm. EA yeah. so just they're, give it yeah, up not, not. Ah. which is the thing because you can play Battlefield in like team deathmatch modes and stuff and it's actually not that bad yeah it's probably you know it's, 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 it's pretty cool it's a pretty good way to play actually it's quite fun it's but, kind of more you know, like people go, people go though, to... isn't it don't you think than COD I don't know I guess they're all quite similar <laughs> I, sp- I suppose a little bit in terms of feel yeah and but not in terms of the game types, but I, th- I think that's the th- you know people go to Battlefield because it isn't just a straight arcade shooter. You know, Battlefield is more than the kill death ratio. Yeah, um, which is pretty much all COD is really. It's like you want to do well yourself, whereas Battlefield, I don't know, you feel that little bit more, more team. I guess that's yeah. True you, you feel better like, about yeah. winning the rounds than you do about having a shit round yourself. I guess right. Yeah. I prefer that. I always preferred that team stuff to... to yeah, except you like... didn't really like Battlefield. <laughs> well, Battlefield, it was just hard to tell what the fuck was going on in 3. Yeah, like, it, I, it was I, real. In 2, I at least had a, a clue what was going on. And like in 942, I knew exactly what was happening. Battlefield 3 was different. I was always terrible at 2. 
but some yeah, tw- I, I well, just want two to... was tricky in like the weapons more than yeah. the game. I, I just want them to make another twenty one forty two. Yeah, obviously. But I suppose that's Titanfall at the moment. <laughs> oh, exactly. Twenty one forty three. That was a hell of a game. I think that's the best one of the best sets of balance that Battlefield's ever had. I just preferred, yeah, kind of. Maybe. I mean, are, are you guys want to play Battlefield Four multiplayer? I mean, it's we, what's wrong with three? I don't know. Isn't we haven't really talked about it, have we? So like, there's well, been. Like, well, I kept, kept thinking like, well, even before the actual like videos and stuff started coming out of Battlefield Four, actually, even before the beta, I was like, I haven't played Battlefield Three for a while. I should really do that before Four comes out. And then everyone leaves, but then I never did. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm screwed now. I haven't actually been back to look to see how many servers are left. I, I don't know if, how. I don't know really how enthused I am for it. Really. It's like Battlefield Three, I think, was kind of new and exciting at the time because, like, you were just like, "Holy shit, look at that!" It's amazing <laughs> looking. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think the problem with Battlefield Three was just that I, they did they didn't do as good a job as they should have done with the vehicle stuff. Really, no. It's like I spent almost all my time as infantry because as soon as I got in the vehicle, all the enemy vehicles were killing me, and all the infantry. Were <laughs> yeah, I found being in a vehicle is just a generally bad experience in 3 because I don't know I couldn't very rarely make it work apart from right at the um, start I mean I think it's probably a lot to do with unlocks as well obviously. yeah the unlock tree for vehicles was kind of shitty a pain in the ass yeah. and then there'd be people who like found the precise way to use the unlocks like when they basically appear to be invulnerable <laughs> yeah. because you they always have the perfect timing to get like deflection or whatever yeah the only, the only time the only real fun I have in vehicles I think in Battlefield 3 like you know genuine fun is when I'm flying the jets and I'm not really contributing yeah you're not actually like, helping the team no but I think that's great fun that's the trouble I don't know I I just remember being back in 1942 I could fly the planes and contribute and have fun <laughs> yeah I find flying the choppers pretty tricky still I don't know if that's actually true about 1942 <laughs> I think at the time we were playing 1942, maybe we weren't caring so much about contributing to the actual overall goal of the God, game. No. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 1942 was, was just a fucking laugh. Plus, <laughs> a lot of the time we were playing on servers with like 60% bots. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, imagine. You could kind of get away with murder in that scenario, really. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean. Literally as well. <laughs> They won't do it now, probably. Oh, I don't know. Maybe one day. But for monetary reasons, I guess they don't want to do it right now. But, I mean, they could do uh, a World War II battlefield again with this insane engine. It would be ridiculous looking. We haven't had the supposed World War II, like, renaissance yet. No. Yeah, but it Do you reckon happen, that's what the new sure. console cycle will start with? They'll go for a robot phase, and then towards the end of it, they'll go, oh, actually, we want to go back to World War II, so it'll just be the same process we've just had in reverse. I think it's even harder to go from robots back to World War II. If you've, pe- if you've peaked at robots, I don't think you can go that far back any longer. Prediction, by the end of the console cycle, Wolfenstein will be the shit. <laughs> I, th- I think that's dumb saying that, because, like, ro- not that Wolf- the thing was that saying, because it's like, it's like you started with robots in, like, 1980 or something with, with, with video games. Well, I suppose all video games started sci-fi, didn't <laughs> they? were not, like... It, I think World War II is becoming increasingly irrelevant to games, because... I don't you know see why? It's really it's because, it's like, because in modern warfare and in robots, you can just make up whatever you want. Whereas in World War Two, you're basing it on something that's actually got like history. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be real tricky for them to push the envelope on World War Two now. If you know what I mean, it's like what what could they do? 
with sci-fi, you can you can do pretty much fucking anything you want to. With World War Two, there's kind of there are boundaries. There are strict boundaries. I mean, unless you go like super narrative, for instance, that could be interesting. Or you just well, make well, a the thing first is that, person like, shooter that's like Red Alert. This, <laughs> just yeah. alternate World War Two, which is also cool. I'm up for that. I, I just kind of think that scale wise, like with all the, with the modern graphics and technology for doing more scale, I think it suits World War Two because actually, like modern wars are are just smaller scale. You just don't, you just don't have like thousands of ships or whatever in one battle which you actually did have in world war ii yeah, like, I, don't I, haven't... Large, I don't think large scale is actually good for gameplay no, no not always not. it looks cool but it's, it's just it... like you what what are you doing and, that's true you know, that's true the problem with large scale is and this is like this goes right back to the early call of duty games you know when you're trying to do d-day and something like that you'll just get shot from something you can't see and that's call of duty has kind of got past that a little now yeah in, in its design like you know there's something about the chaos where it's just where it's hard to know what what your place is in it sometimes yeah um, and if it's like that's why i think you need to perhaps focus perhaps on these little stories maybe within world war Two, like do a saving private ryan or something you know well, have they, a gearbox focused, tried to have do a that focus narrative they, they tried yeah. to do that with what's it road to what was it called the gearbox one that was kind of like uh, road to hill something 30 or... yeah well, what was band of no brothers in arms brothers in arms that was it Oh yeah, um, remember that there is a Brother in Arms still in development, isn't there? Is that okay? Maybe I think so. That's been that's oh, that might have got cancelled. Yeah, they, they cancelled that dumb cartoon one. Yeah, oh, right. whatever that was called. Was that Brothers in Arms? I think that was. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, anyway. I, I think we've got to the point narratively in games where you know because storytelling has come a long way since really last one really did it. I think you could do some really interesting stuff and that was, and be respected for it. You know, given so, in the definitely. wake of in the wake of something like Spec Ops or something, which wasn't a great game but told an interesting narrative. I yeah, think that's how you could make waves on that stuff. Exactly, because if you think about it, like like there was a wave in movies and TV of of World War Two, which was Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers, and that was like really worthy and like um. You know, it was all about the human cost and everything. But then there were games around the same time that were World War Two that were kind of riding the same wave because obviously Medal of Honor Allied Assault had the beach storming that was basically taken straight from Saving Private Ryan. But the games themselves weren't grown up like the films. They were just dumb shooters, really. Yeah. So now I mean, we, we are do... kind of slowly, finally entering a, a moment perhaps where gaming narratives are maturing and... You know, it's it's possible for a writer to actually get a mature script through rather than people thinking, like executives and stuff, just thinking, oh, yeah, people just want to shoot shit. We don't care about being deep and meaningful. No, right. actually, now there's a, a kind of an audience growing for that. And it's long overdue, if you ask me. Yeah, so who knows? I hope someone's brave enough to do a bit of World War Two before long. Anyway... There are yeah. loads of other cool settings. I mean, I really enjoyed Red Dead. That was a cool. You don't you you don't see nearly enough. Uh, it, it seems Maybe. like obvious. And also, segue, segueing here. Um, oh, don't segue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just thought of one more thing that segway they should obviously do is like, why has no one else tried Vietnam again yet? Because yeah, now we've got better foliage tech that well, can actually blocks, work didn't you? for a change. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of cod blobs did it, but yeah. not not like massively but yeah absolutely a whole vietnam game i mean it might be really depressing but <laughs> but that's the point we were just talking yeah. about you want yeah, to stories it's true it's true i'm just but, trying to think like apart from as say apart from blobs i don't know know of any really that have done vietnam well ever no i mean blobs doesn't count because it just uses it 
lightly, really. I mean, stuff happens in Vietnam, but it's in in service it's like to your, a larger your plan, own little but... mini squad running around, and it just happens to be in Vietnam. Yeah, and also, <laughs> and also suffers from some of the worst bits of those games. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and like, and you know, Battlefield Vietnam. I don't think any of us liked. No, <laughs> it was had bad. some good ideas in theory. Yeah, it did right, have some the good Valkyries ideas. flying past you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doppler yeah. Valkyries. It did have... <laughs> They did okay with the atmosphere in Battlefield Vietnam, in like the menus and stuff like that, and like yeah, the know, tone the, was the, good. The soundtrack and, but it just was a bit crap as an actual game. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I was saying uh, cowboys seemed like an obvious, and of course pirates. Uh, there's a pirate. <laughs> Gave out, and for some reason, it's also an Assassin's Creed game because they have mm. to make money. That, that that's the one thing about this. I've seen reviews coming out of Black Flag, and I was thinking, oh, that series is is dead now. They've done three, and it it was a bit of a disappointment. And now it's like, well, the main story is probably done. So, oh, but we have to keep making Assassin's <laughs> Creed not. games every year yeah, or whatever. It's got ridiculous. Yeah, now, exactly. Yeah. And and so um, and I thought, well, I can't be bothered with another one. But of course, the reviews are coming out and saying it's really fun and great, and it's pirates, and it's like that's cool. But I mean, couldn't you have made a pirates game with the Assassin's Creed engine and not have it be an Assassin's Creed? Yeah, game? could you could you have done, could you have been a bit more innovative on your mechanics and stuff like that? I mean, yeah. I've been reading the same thing where a lot of people are kind of like, yeah, okay, the setting's great. What you actually do in the core game is pretty great. Like. You know, they've mixed stuff up enough to include piracy in such ways that make it make the Assassin's Creed formula interesting again, but not. It's still an Assassin's Creed game, ultimately. Yeah. And the side stuff apparently is mostly terrible. Right, okay. But at least that so has an intriguing premise, that stuff. Yeah. That crazy meta weirdness of the, of the real world. Hmm. It sounds hilarious. Yeah, I was, always, I was always kind of intrigued by that. I still think Assassin's Creed 2 probably does that stuff the best. Yeah, 2 did it the, the best. The puzzles and things. And, and Brotherhood was okay. I mean, I, mean, I enjoyed that as a game, uh, you know, mechanically and stuff, but it probably didn't have as strong a story as 2 because it was kind of a offshooty, sequely thing, wasn't it, really? Yeah, Brotherhood was fine. Yeah, Brotherhood cool. I can't really say was fine. No. Too, but too much of a cash-in. Yeah. But I don't know. I might play Black Flag. I mean, it does look quite quite fun. I mean, I like the. I, I mean, I've, it seems like the character doesn't give a shit. Basically, like he doesn't yeah, actually yeah. care about assassins or anything. He's not like automatically. Oh, I have this destiny where I am part of the assassin order. I must stop the Templars from taking over the world. It's more like fuck you, I'm a pirate. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just happen to have been born with these skills. Well, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can tell the plot's going to have one of those halfway moments where yeah. suddenly he realizes that shit's important now. Exactly, and but that that sounds okay. Development, and like, I suppose. And like the actual sea stuff looks pretty cool. I mean, it's a bit disappointingly shallow in that the wind doesn't matter at all. But I guess they, I guess it's fair enough. I don't know. Yeah, it might um, be a bit too complex. Yeah, or a little I bit mean, less, a little bit less too too unfriendly, I guess, to most players. I mean, it, it seems to me that it's basically. Like, because it's open world, right? Which is kind of a first. I mean, it's sort of open world. Well, sort I guess, of always have been. Well, I guess. I guess it depends how you. Hmm. But can you just like sail from Havana to one of the other big cities and then start jumping over the rooftops? Yeah, without, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there would be yeah. like a like you get on the docks or something, and in the process of walking through some arbitrary gate on the docks right. causes a it to transition to the yeah. overworld or something i guess that's how no, I mean, they, three worked right it, it I had mean, they, an they, overworld 
Yeah, they tried that, didn't they, in Brotherhood and Revelations, didn't they, by focusing on a single city? Yeah, yeah, that's and kind of like Rome and Constantinople, but yeah. Anyway, so but you've got quite big stretches of sea, I think. Well, relatively, but um, it's well, basically none of us have played three either, so they might have done it there as well. Well, they had the wilderness, didn't they, as it were? So yeah. I'm sure they had a losing pause, but yeah, but it's basically like a third person, like modern Sid Meier's pirates, right? <laughs> Maybe. Kind of. I don't know. He's still that, stabbing uh, dudes in the back. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mashed into still. it. Yeah. Apparently, the combat is more fun this time. Well, it's just simpler, isn't it? Like, there's not much yeah. to it, really. No, but it, like, it doesn't. You don't. Uh, the impression I heard was that you don't care so much if you fuck up the stealth, right? Because you can just like, charge in, and it's not so much of a big deal. Okay, because I quite like stealth, which, which would be good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It sounds quite fun. I might pick up the PC version in a sale, like like mid yeah. next year or something. Are you, are you tempted to play up to it, or are you just skipping three? Oh, no, I'm skipping. I'm skipping... Um, Unless it comes with the old sale pack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, even, even then, I don't know if I could be bothered to, like, invest in three. Um, it's probably all right. I don't know. I just, well, I, I just I, felt I, like I it got a bit... Okay. I thought it got a bit stayed, I don't know, and kind of a bit, like, um, too wrapped up in its own... Uh, I don't know... Like maybe, narrative. but you've been you've been out for a while. That's so true. Maybe that's going true. back to it will be nice for you. Oh yeah, I think it would be for Black Flag. I just don't know about yeah. three and then Black Flag. Mm. But, just uh, always stay, the... always, I'd like to always stay a couple of editions behind. Yeah, pick and choose. <laughs> it it's like, still, so be another one. one a year is it. just about doable. Like given my experience over the last yeah. few years for a while, I can't. Don't know how many managed. Like, how long it's taken me to crank through the last three, but. Mm. Probably two years. I think I've done three in two years, but and that's enough because I'm not. I don't really feel the urge to play another one. No, just yet. I, and to a and to you. a small degree, it puts me off wanting to play Watch Dogs a little because I know that will kind of be the same. Well, just well, with a few guns. Well, who knows? That 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 could be. Uh, it could be different enough. Uh, shame we don't get to find out. I mean, but it, it almost quite good that it's not coming out at the same time as another Assassin's Creed. Yeah, right? I think that, that may be wise on Ubisoft's part. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. potentially damages the PS4's launch lineup, but the I think it's one. wise for yeah. Ubisoft. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but you know, the, the, the Ubisoft are real, really supporting PS4, so you know, you know extra right. content and all that crap. We don't want to um, rush out like your first installment in a series that could like become real. If 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 the first game is successful, then then that becomes a lucrative like franchise almost, and you can then start cranking, which is a bit yeah. depressing. But that's how it works. Whereas if it if it's rushed out and people don't like the first entry, it's not going to get better probably. Um, yeah, you know, it becomes risky to invest in the subsequent games if the first one didn't, you know, succeed. Thinking about new IP. Segway. Um, um, Segway. Epic Games have announced that Fortnite is still being developed. All right. Um, and it's being, but it's been, de- it, and that people can fly are working on it. Oh, and yeah. also that people can fly are no longer called people can fly. They're called Epic Games Poland, which is uh, much less cool. That's much less cool. But, you know, I just wanted to call, be called not Epic Games Poland. It'd be better if it was just Epic Poland. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think that's probably why they didn't do that. <laughs> they probably do. That's awesome, though. Epic Poland. Epic Games is kind of built on, like, the concept of awesome is best. <laughs> it's, it's like, it just seems dumb. 
So, or not not in keeping with their normal behaviour. Do you think that's what they were actually thinking of when they came up with that name? Or Epic Games? They're epic Mega Games. <laughs> they're like, yeah, these games are so epic and mega. <laughs> I don't know, actually, probably at that point, <laughs> Blazinski was probably just thinking, fuck it, it's a name. <laughs> yep, words, words, words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jazz Jack Rapid. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's a game. An epic a mega game. <laughs> <laughs> an epic mega game. <laughs> Um, I'm, intri- I'm the only reason I bring that up is because I'm kind of intrigued to see what people can fly can do next because they like uh, I, I liked I really liked Bulletstorm, yeah, which was all theirs, and I want to see like how they and I think they kind of worked on Gears of War Judgment, which just passed everyone by it seems. Well, because it was apparently painfully average. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think they were involved in that somewhat, so it'd be nice to see them on a new IP, see what they come up with. Indeed. Right, Maybe one we... day we'll get a bullet storm too. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, news. They need to Other like. News. Oh, we got more. Very slightly. I'm, I'm running out of stuff that I can remember. I'm sure there was tons I kind of wanted to talk about, but the, the, the annoyance of the week was that Farsight said that Pimble Arcade was going to be launched on Steam November first. The day came and went. Oh. There's like just no sign of it at all. It's like the green light page hasn't changed. The um, it wasn't listed in the Steam coming soon list. It was actually approved in green light, right? It yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. It's, it's, or... No, no, no. It's been approved for ages. <laughs> right. It's been approved since August or July, something like that. And they've been trying to put it together. Uh, apparently, the official line is that they had some problem with Steam's currency management, as in multiple country currencies. Um, and they're having to deal with it. In like their their words were, it turns out we have to do the math. <laughs> so which seems kind of crazy because I thought Steam would be handling all of that for themselves, but unless they've got some kind of in-app store themselves rather than using Steam to buy extra tables, which seems like a dumb idea. Well, it's probably because they already <laughs> they already have an in-app store in their in another version of the game so having to build it out into the external steam dlc system would probably actually be a lot of work that just means taking stuff out surely as opposed to yeah, modifying your existing system which sounds more work to me no but you, then you've got to like make the dlc install into the game and then have the game it's like you're adding the, you're adding like an external install process ah, i think it'll be fine i think just i think they're just going about it in a weird direction anyway that's that's where that sits so more delays. Although at this point, I still I think the PS4 version actually looks like it might be the one to get because it looks better. Yep. Which is going to be on launch, apparently. Apparently. Cool. Well. Uh, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much me, actually. I'll just. Of course, there. the next generation console with the best games this Christmas is, of course, the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the awesome new Mario game. And the year of Luigi 2DS. <laughs> Uh, right, should we get on to what you've been playing? Uh Zach, maybe? What you got what you got this week? Stuff. Stuff. Let's hear yep. it. Let's get stuffed. <laughs> yeah, let's get stuffed. Um well, first thing to bring this back again for the second week <laughs> is that I played some more SimCity because there was another patch. <laughs> there was another patch. Oh, I wasn't going to, but I was Are they like, on like 21 eight. or something. 8. Okay. 8.0. Eight. Eight yeah, 8.0, even though they've never done any point releases since they changed to the <laughs> to the large numbers. But, but uh, yeah, so I went on that. I went, I casually was, 
I can't remember. I just like check back in, see what's going on, with see if there was another patch, and there was. And it really, there was really virtually nothing in this patch. It must have been just like backend stuff mostly. <laughs> but then, like the one thing that they point, the point they sort of pointed out as a patch note was they made it so that the great works update properly on the server. And I was like, well, holy shit, that was the thing that actually went wrong last time. <laughs> <laughs> they patched the one thing that stopped me from playing. Uh, so I loaded back in those cities and it was like, oh, look, it's working now. Great. Isn't that kind of what sort of happens to you every time they make a patch, though, isn't it? It's just like, oh, they've patched that thing that was really annoying. Let's see if this helps. Oh, no, there's this other thing that's now a bigger problem. Well, yeah, but in this case, it was like, so I went back in, loaded up that city where the great work had got stuck, hmm. sat there for a while, and then eventually it realized, it's like, oh, look, it's, it's working. I can actually do this. And then, uh, then, <laughs> then of course, once I solved that problem, I was just like, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I went and made a new of that with some new cities because I wanted to see, I really, I was kind of more interested on seeing if I could actually make a, a, like a set of cities that actually use like regional education because I know that they fixed that education bug when the students would disappear Woo. or at least mostly last time I checked. Right. So I was like, I want to see if I can actually, because I've never had a city with like high tech industrial because I've never got to the point of having a university and actually having it operate in a way that lets me upgrade the industrial zones. Mm. So I was like, well, I, I want to do that. The chair's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, so I decided to go make the, another set of cities to do this thing to see if I could get a university up and running. But that whole thing is a big problem in itself because... It it theoretically works okay, apart from like the university isn't very good at pulling students from other cities. It's like when you use the high school to pull students from other cities, you put bus stops in the city that doesn't have the high school, and those buses just go there and pick up right. students. Okay. <clears throat> Whereas in the university's case, you, the students just drive there in cars because I know they're university students, <laughs> so they can drive. <laughs> But that that doesn't seem to work very well in the region, not as well as the school buses. It doesn't seem to send out like it doesn't seem to send out the message that says, "Hey, there's space." Right. Uh, so, so they moved the problem onto higher education. Well, it's not really the same problem. It's like a different okay. thing. Okay. And I, I, I guess it could have always been like this because I never tested. I never had a university. Before, yeah, you couldn't really. get that far. Yeah. Okay. But then, the so so then I was fiddling around with so I'd set up this city to get a university and I got a university which is not that difficult to do really but then once you get a university there's like it's one of the things which is like not very well described it's another one of the things that is not very well uh, exposed in like the statistics screens or whatever of like how the university actually causes industrial buildings to upgrade where it's like when the people, when the students go into the university and get educated, it doesn't actually matter where the people go or like what buildings in your city are educated. There's just like a field that kind of projects out of the university along the roads. And then when that, in, depending on how many students are in the university, that fills up like the industrial buildings with technology, <laughs> basically. And then once they reach, once they've got sufficient technology okay. in them, then they can upgrade to the, the higher tech industrial buildings. So you can see how much technology can you that yeah, they have, as it were. It's like a bar. But the thing is, I, I don't know when they patched this, but it used to be that you could actually see, like, <coughs> you could see like a pink line that would come out of the university and actually travel along the roads. 
Oh, so you okay. could like see it spreading along the network because obviously it was all based on the same fucking agent network. But now they remove that pink line, so it's just like some some random industrial building start getting the bar going up, but you have no indication of where that's actually coming from or why it's this building in particular. Do you think they're not using the agent? No, I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. So you think then, these are, these technology agents are getting stuck in an no, I don't think it's that. Way? I don't think it's that. I just think it's not very clear on how that actually works because what I eventually figured out is that the amount, the number of students visiting the university is like an actual resource that literally produces that amount of technology and then it flows out along the roads, which is why like some of my industrial buildings never got any because they were like, it wasn't getting there. There wasn't enough of it. Mm. So, so even though everyone in my city was going to the university and was university educated, some of these industrial buildings were never going to upgrade to the high tech just because the technology wasn't getting there along the from the university. You just need right. more students, which is a really dumb system, really. It's kind of weird, yeah. And wasn't very well explained. And then when I realised that, I when once I realised that, I realised why there's a university expansion you can build that's just a dormitory, which just creates like five hundred students from nowhere. Right. So that's just like a way of producing more technology rather than it's like you you think why do I just want more students? I want the capacity for my students, not these random dormitory students. But it's like if you've got the extra capacity to have the dormitory students, that adds to the technology field because <laughs> ah. you just get five hundred more students, so you get five proportionally more technology coming out of it. Weird. So did did you build that then? Did it help? Yeah, I did, and it did help a bit. But I still didn't. I still couldn't get nearly enough. And the other trouble, of course, with like high tech in industrial buildings is at that point you have to have like high wealth residential because it has proportionally more high wealth jobs or whatever. Yeah, but so so, so not is the other alternative to like have another university and just increase or just increase your population. Yeah, if you just have more people going to the university, then you'll get more students. Yeah. And then and so. The other trouble with the education system is it's like education is incredibly generic. It's like it doesn't matter what type of school the students go to, just as long as they go to one. So there's no point in having more than one type of school in a city. It's like if you've got a university, you don't need any of the other types of school. Hmm. And if you've got a high school, you don't need any of the other types of school if you're only going for high school education. Because it doesn't. there's no concept of specialised education. Well, because there's no concept of age. All students can go to all, univer- all education and they okay. just go to whichever one's nearest or available. So you can... Oh, so you don't need schools? No, you don't need any other type of education. Oh. Providing you've got the capacity in whichever one you've built. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So you don't need primary and then high school and then... Mm-hmm. No. But, but surely university gives you, I don't know, is there any concept of like quali- qualified people? Well, I mean, that is what the education, that's what the technology field represents. Because educate, it's weird, when you look at a building and it says like educated on it, or like on a house, yeah, that tells you that they've been educated somewhere and that doesn't matter where. That okay. level of education is just like... It means so, that they use, they like they like use less power and water and they get ill less and they set okay. shit on fire less often. <laughs> okay, so you can so you can send people to primary school and then they'll become quote unquote, educated. educated. Yeah. Okay, but then is that but all you all, need? No. Yeah, that's all you need to get that. But then in order to when you start 
in order to get like medium technology industrial, you need the community college because that can only upgrade to medium. And in high tech, you need the university because that can only upgrade to high tech. And that was the thing, the other thing that confused me because I thought if I build like the community college first, I can upgrade to medium and then have the university upgrade it to high. But it doesn't, it doesn't stack at all. It's just like if the university is there, it will always go to high tech directly from low tech. Huh. It doesn't bother going through medium tech. So basically, like, you only... I'm just trying to work this out in my head, actually, because so, it just seems kind of crazy. Yep, naturally. As so many things So do. could you just skip to a university then, and then everyone in your city be educated, like like university educated? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, you probably still want a regular school of some kind as a stopgap, mm. because otherwise they get uneducated and then everything sets on fire. <laughs> they should have a system where you can your university can only take as many people as you have that have been educated at the layer, layer below <laughs> well yeah but then you'd have by that logic shouldn't you because like if you had 2,000 people going to primary school for instance then in theory you can have up to 2,000 people going to <laughs> yeah the next to but the they highest make it complicated. but that's just that's just logical isn't it yep it's, it is but what there's was it no like concept. in four? Well, in four, I don't remember what the. Difference. I don't think the university did well unless you had primary schools covering. Yeah, yeah in, in four, it actually had like if you went and looked at the graphs, it had like education by age. Yeah. So you, if you educated people through each step, yeah, you had a better overall education. Yeah. And overall education was all that matters. There wasn't any. Well, it's because it's all probabilistic, isn't it? Probabilistic. So yeah, that was weird and stupid. It's still ridiculous. So once you've built enough university capacity, then you can just bulldoze all the other schools? Yeah, or just shut them down. Although I still kept... Once I worked out that the university wasn't doing very good at calling in students from the other cities, I kept the high school in that city, but demolished all the bus stops. So, so everyone in that city was like, oh, I can't get to the high school. Oh, I guess I'll go to the university instead. Oh, Whereas right. the, and then the high school buses just drove to the other city that I had bus stops in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So well, that's actually, that was actually important, though, because I guess the actually important thing about having the lower tech schools is in order to unlock the university you have to be like have 1200 students okay, so you do, a day you do have to work to it but yeah. you can't just plonk one down but it's like it's not you're just going to get that through your population growth anyway it's not actually a thing you have to aim for it's just going to happen eventually okay. well, that's not so bad I guess they were hoping no one would notice <laughs> <laughs> well but that's the thing like if you if you did keep the other types of school in your city that would actually fuck your university up because they they those schools would absorb the students that sure. should be going to the university. So, so you wouldn't end up with a totally university Yeah, you wouldn't educated. get as much technology out of the university or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so stupid. It's a pretty dumb system. How? Not that I... I'm trying to insult your intellect here, Zag. Yeah. How come you find all this stuff? And they didn't. Because... I just... This is the, I say this every time we talk about But it's not like this one is a bug. This is just how it works. But it's just stupid. It's just how it works. That's how they made it. <laughs> they made it crap. Like, Ugh. they made some decision early on where they were like, oh, we'll use the agent system for everything. And then they realized that it, that that 
Um, that would work if you had a supercomputer, but on a normal computer, you could have to yeah, cut down like, the simulation. So it's so it's, stupid. On a, on a normal computer, it circumvents the logic of how shit actually, actually works. works. Well, it's like they probably. It's like all of this stuff is probably at the point where they made whatever decision it was, where they decided that they couldn't track individual people permanently. Mm. Yeah, because as soon as you get rid of that, that, that's why every student can go to every school because it doesn't keep track yeah. of like their age or people. anything. It's just a generic student that comes yeah. out of the house. <laughs> Which is just oh god, what's the point? You Which might is where well... the probabilistic model makes more sense because you can sort of average that shit out. Yeah, that's much better. I mean, surely that the perhaps the 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 thing here is some sort of hybrid, like you know, regional probabilistic models where the prob- probability stuff is all done within certain areas but then you kind of use the agents to figure out how those regions interact but not but not in a literal this person goes here sort of way well i mean if you they, could, perhaps you could use the agent system to kind of make the probabilities well i mean they could still do like the different grades of school using the agent system it would just be like instead of each house having two students it would have one primary student and one secondary student <laughs> And those would go to individual buildings. I guess, but then they... I don't know. Yeah, you're right, the age thing seems too crucial, really, to making that system work in a weird way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're going to track people like that, you kind of need to know what each house has in terms of a family. Well, even if it's just That's... generic. Even if it... Because, yeah. I mean, every, it's like every house has two workers and two students and two shoppers. Which I'm not sure I like, because <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense if... If your town is not suited for families, for instance, why why couldn't you just have an entire town of professional adults? Or... <laughs> wow, I guess that's like wow. Yeah, I... and those aren't. The... I mean, maybe, I guess maybe cities, cities aren't really that kind of city, are they? No, because they always have suburbs, regardless of yeah, what I you're guess. doing. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I suppose yeah. By that logic, that it's just an assumed average. Playing to the probabilistic model almost, like you know, <laughs> but not sufficiently. No. So yeah, that was Sin City again. There probably won't be another patch for a good long while. So why do you keep doing this to us? <laughs> because I like it's to hilarious. talk about systems. It's, it's painful. I like to talk I about like systems and why they're done. A bit of me dies every time you talk about this because it's just. But speak, here we go. If you want to talk about games that have ridiculous systems that I can talk in length about, let's talk about the other game. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I fucking played a goddamn ton of Pokemon. Because uh, even after, <laughs> uh, after I played fucking Mystery Dungeon when yeah. I got the DS, and, and I was you like, like, they're not going to give me again. <laughs> normal Pokemon games are crap compared to this awesome Mystery Dungeon business, which is so much better. Yeah, I was like, they're not going to get me again. And then they did. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> but this time it's actually legitimately, you know, it's, they haven't done, it's, no, it's like, Fully 3D rendered goddamn Pokemon at fucking last. Yeah, that, I mean, to be yeah, honest, that does make an last. enormous difference. Jesus, this game should have been I mean, out for like GameCube like 10 years ago or something. Yeah, I well, mean, those... it, it does look real nice, and some of the custom animations for some of the Pokemon. Well, no, like... well, that's the thing that uh, what I've come to realize is those aren't custom animations. Are they not? It's like each Pokemon basically has a physical attack animation and a special attack animation. Right. And that one that we thought might have been custom was just the generic special attack animation. Ah, oh, because so, it, it looked really cool and really appropriate. But it is a really cool animation. Yeah. But it's just, that's the same animation it does for every special attack. I see. Uh, not, so, not so cool. Yeah. I suppose, you know, <laughs> given the 
what? How many Pokemon are there now? <laughs> Way more than I can remember, like 700 and something. Shit. Are they all in the game? No. Mm, well, I assume they're all modelled, because you can get them all into the game, in theory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because you can still, you can you can still, still pass do, up. You can still use versions. the internet trading yeah. to get whatever the fuck you want. Also, that's another thing that I think is actually new in this one. They've made it so if you go on the internet trade, you can just type in the name of a Pokemon you want to get. You don't have to have had seen it. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is actually nice. Huh. You can just say, I know what this thing is called, give me it. I want this motherfucking list. And then look at all the ridiculous non-deals that people have thought for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me a level 50 mutant, you fight that. <laughs> it's a bargain. So yeah, there's uh, it's nice. It looks fairly good. Although I said it's like obviously this should have happened ages ago with mm. the 3D ness, but it still runs pretty badly. Yes, <laughs> it's like quite frame rate laggy in, at times. Oh no! So it's just in, like in the world, you mean? No, like the battle scenes. Oh really? Especially if there's, especially if it's like the two on two or the three on three battles. Well, it's because that's well, that's the only place where the three D is allowed as well. As well, well, I haven't had the three D on. Oh, and it still sucks. Yeah, it still, okay. still runs badly. <laughs> I wonder if it runs worse with the three D on. It's probably real bad. So yeah, that kind of that was like apparently this game couldn't exist before now because even with the ridiculous amount of power they've got in the three DS, they still can't handle it. That seems. No, I'm not sure I believe that. Is there some, something about the way they're rendering or something? Because, you know, Fire Emblem look fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do have... It is a ridiculously... Like, it's quite a nice, weird, I don't know, cell shading it's style they've made. Yeah, it's sort of the, like the cartoon aesthetic, isn't it? It's, I don't know what how much, you know, power that must use to do that kind of smooth cell shading look of it. Mm. But it looks pretty good. Apart from the, the, if there's one thing in the graphics that I still think is weirdly dumb, like why have they not ever done this in any of the Pokemon games ever? It's like they still haven't made the proper Pokeball animation, like the red laser that like. Oh, maybe they thought that was dumb. Maybe that's like <laughs> just a cartoon it's, going it's, off. It's, on it's the a road. cartoon, and it's yeah. always been like that in the cartoon. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the, they have a whole thing where the cartoon them. isn't the cartoon isn't like game canon, is it? Like, there's a lot. It of pretty stuff much is. <laughs> But like, there's n- never been Ash in a single like uh, Pokemon game, right? Is that even Yellow? Well, in, didn't technically well, in, have in Ash, Red and Blue, that basically was Ash. He was just called Red or Blue <laughs> or Blue. Yeah, it was, it was Gary. The other dude was Gary, 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 Gary. Yeah, yeah, Gary was in it, I guess. Yeah, okay. So but I'm was, just that... like, there's there's been stuff in the anime that is like non-game canon. Like, quite I don't a bit, know I if that's true. I think it's pretty much follows. It's like after they went through the red and blue world in the anime, yeah, then they moved on to the <laughs> they moved on to the gold and silver world. Yeah, and now true. they're up to the like X and Y world. <laughs> Apart yeah. from it's not a new protagonist. It's still fucking Ash Ketchum doing his thing. Is or it is still it? Ash? Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, they think they have changed protagonists a while, uh, like once or twice. But they still like overlap a lot more, exactly. especially once you got beyond like when it was no longer the red and blue story. It's like I guess that doesn't actually matter. We can have whoever the fuck we want do it. So they just have someone else who also has a Pikachu then, or um, yeah, I don't know about the Pikachu. So I, I haven't seen fucking Pokemon the anime since fucking Red and Blue. So yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. We're just making shit up. It was dumb then. So, but yeah, that Pokemon animation. Why have they never done that? I don't, I don't know. It would look a lot better than what they do do, well, where it's just like particle effects. It's just a big white plume, isn't it? Well, and it changes depending on what type of Pokeball. Okay. Which I guess they couldn't do if they were just using the red laser thing. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, because that's, 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 the cartoon never went into the Pokeballs. Types of Pokeballs. No. Well, maybe they did. We, yeah. still, we don't know. We haven't seen it. Almost certainly did. Anything they could get their hands on, pretty much, I would have thought. Dun, 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 dun. This is, in this game, you go to a Pokeball factory. Awesome. Oh. It's like, holy shit, they've actually, apart from... You don't what kind of fucked up technology are they using? You don't see anything. It's just like it's a room full of conveyor belts, and then you have to ride the conveyor belts. Oh, of course, and then you don't find out anything about Pokeballs. But what is that red shit? How does a Pokeball work? So yeah, and then so the game part of this game, rather than the graphics, I guess, is well, it's like when I said that they weren't going to get me again about Pokemon. It's like it's just the same fucking game every time. Yeah, it is, right? So in this new one, it's like the graphics are nice. Mm. Yeah. But really, it's the same fucking game again. Well, of course it is. <laughs> the, what were you expecting? The well, the trouble is, it's, <laughs> it's like the story, they've basically mashed two stories together. And I don't know why they bothered to do that. Because it's like... There's there's the incredibly generic it's been in every goddamn Pokemon game ever story where it's just like you're a kid who gets given a given a thing given a Pokemon by a professor and he wants you to go around the world and complete your Pokedex and you get the gym badges and you beat the Elite Four and you become the champion of the world. It's even weirder yeah. this time because he does it by mail. Yeah, it's like I spam mail <laughs> well, into being a Pokemon. That game. is actually kind of better in a way because it's not it's not the classic where it's like you've just moved into the town right next to the professor's lab. <laughs> Who happens to be Willem Dafoe? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, children. Fancy going on a quest. So, so it's like there's still that incredibly generic story, but then like mashed on top of that, they've made the the Team Rocket equivalent of this game, which is Team Flare. Because in the previous games, it was just like you just sort of like red and blue and stuff. And you just come across Team Rocket and they're bad guys, obviously, because they're just doing bad things, and then you yeah. stop them, and, that, and that's pretty much it. They're just bad people. Oh, but there was then there was the awesome the other team who were like Pokemon rights and why you were building... yeah the black and white was when yeah. they started to get into like Pokemon apart from that was like a front in black and white right whereas, like and it was they were only trying to get a hold of the legendary spoiler alert. Alert. <laughs> black and white that's not even black and white two so you know that's a whole extra game ago yeah as much as you even necessarily care about the story of Pokemon no but spoiler alert so then this well, spoiler alert for the new one this new story that they've mashed into it is another sort of environmental message where it's like there's too many people in the world they're using up all the resources of the world and team, initially Team Flair is just well the trouble is that you meet Team Flair in the story quite early on and they're obviously bad guys like they always are when you meet the bad guys yep. and they're doing bad guy type things where they're like we're breaking into this power plant and stealing the power for and some laugh- mysterious purpose and laughing starting with moi no, I think that it's normally the G. Uh, Gwaha. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you come across them and you, it's like you don't know what they're doing. They're just obviously generically evil. But then, like, as you progress through the game and you get up to, like, the 6th or 7th gym and you're still fighting <laughs> Team Flare and they're still generically evil, it's like, oh, no, they've broken into the Pokeball factory and they're stealing Pokeballs for some reason. <laughs> Probably because Pokeballs sell for a ton of cash, that's probably a good reason to do that. <laughs> but no, as it turns out, they're like going to activate a super weapon which is going to kill everyone because their leader is like an environmentalist who's like, there's too many people in the world, they're fucking it all up and consuming all the resources, destroy everything. <laughs> and it like comes out of fucking nowhere, just suddenly it's like, but the, we- 
they because they've mashed it together with the regular story of going yeah. through the gyms. Mm. It's like you've got to the seventh gym and you've got your eight, seventh gym badge, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the elite eighth gym, and then I'm going to go to the elite four, and then I'm going to be the champion of the region. But then suddenly it's like, oh shit, we better save the entire world. <laughs> suddenly, but yet how. So you're doing that stuff after you've saved the world, or you're just going to be like, holy shit, we need to save the world. What do I need to do this? I need a fucking gym badge. No, it's like you suddenly, after the seventh gym, it's just like, oh shit, we need to go and stop their evil plan and save the world. That we've just discovered what their evil plan is suddenly. And then you do it, and it's like, well, I guess we're done with that. Back to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, that's really weird and dumb. Have one story or the other. Don't try and mash them together in this completely random way where it just stops one story to go on another one for a moment. Apart from the other one is like the important one. I guess you don't see it coming. Like, no, but that's bad. But, I, don't know, I don't know if it is, because you'll be like, ooh. Like, no. uh, you know, as a player, like, ah, oh, something different. Well, I guess, apart from, like, I don't know. if it, It's like it's not set up enough for me where it's just like they just... Maybe it's due to playing older Pokemon games, where it's just like they just seem like the generic bad guys that they've always been. And it's like, oh, no, they actually have an actual evil plan this they're, time. They're badderer. <laughs> and also the, the, like, leader guy of Team Flare is incredibly obvious right from the start of the game. You meet him, like immediately and then he's like all mysterious and pretentious and has giant red hair and then as soon as you see team flair who have all have giant red, red hair, hair and red suits it's like i wonder if that guy with the giant red hair might actually be secretly be the evil man guy oh he is <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's game clearly it's oh, so yeah that's the story of Pokemon x flight same again apart from now you've saved the whole the whole world what was the deal with with Team Rocket in way back in Blue and Red? Like, like they were just like an like a mob gang, really. Yeah, they? I know you ran into them all the time. But did you actually foil their plans towards the end? Yeah, it was like yeah. they wanted to they wanted to steal all the Pokemon, and then you broke into their secret race and stopped them somehow. Stop them, and then right? and then their their boss was like the eighth gym leader, coincidentally, because I don't know he was a mobster, so he integrated himself into the gym system or whatever. Right. And you'd beat him, and then you carry on to the final yeah, four. Yeah, then you do the elite four. Or okay. So it's essentially the same, apart from in red and blue. It's like not the whole world being enslaved. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're just stopping a gang of thugs. Slightly less jeopardy, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, how would they? I don't even make like even in the first game. Does Rocket's plan even make sense? How could you just steal all the Pokemon? That's like killing all the Jews it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's not tricky. like Pokemon are actually difficult to steal when everyone just has like balls that have Pokemon in them you just go yoink <laughs> just take them off some guy's belt there's a lot of Pokemon just out there I don't think they want all the all the wild Pokemon yeah, but then want... people will just catch the wild ones and then they have and then they steal those them. as well it's like it passes them down but it's a never ending problem <laughs> I don't think it was a problem. I don't think they were trying to solve the problem of Pokemon existing. I think they just wanted more Pokemon. I don't think they've thought this through. <laughs> I don't think anyone has thought this through for a long time, ever, since the first game. Team Rocket, travelling at the speed of light. Yes. So Walking. <laughs> Not at all the speed of light. So, yeah. But the, the, then the actual... Off and off. Not walking. The, the actual, like things that are different about this game that make it actually more interesting to me, mechanically speaking, as I was talking about mechanics in SimCity. Systems. Yep, systems and mechanics. Yeah. Now, 
I mean, the battles are the same as they've ever been. They've introduced this new type, the fairy type, that's a counter to dragon, which is just... That's just another Because type. dragon was a bit... Was, well, supposedly a bit overpowered. Uh. But that's just... That's not really changed anything either. The battles are still the same, the powers, the moves are still the same, and the types are still the same, and all that stuff. But what they've done is now they've... They've exposed the... What used to be a hidden system of of effort values as they're known where when you fight wild Pokemon every time you kill a wild Pokemon or faint a wild Pokemon every time you defeat a wild Pokemon knock out yeah every time you defeat a wild Pokemon it adds a hidden like modifier to your stats and before in the previous games this existed but it was a totally hidden thing so only by the, like extreme amounts of testing did the community work this out where it's like if you only fight this one pokemon one type of pokemon it gives you effort values in strength and then when you level up you get a bonus to your strength stat so then now they've basically surfaced that and they've added a, like a mini game you can do to directly level those up without fighting so it allows it's basically a way that you can train up like competition grade Pokemon much easier. Because <laughs> mm. now you can just literally see what areas they're trained in and you can manipulate it yourself and like reset those stats if you need to and, and basically set everything up. <coughs> so that makes it actually like So it's easier for the min maxes. Yeah, but and it's like it's it's enough it's weird because it's it's another mechanic to do except this mechanic has always existed technically <laughs> it's yeah. just now that you can see it <laughs> so it's much easier to do you don't have to be a crazy person it kind of makes you want to figure it out yeah it? it's just a, it's another thing to actually fiddle with and do in the game that will actually make you let you enhance your team in a visible way which you could have done before if you were crazy <laughs> so is that what the super training is all yeah about that's the super well? training yeah that's effort values basically so you can do it through either fighting Yeah, either stuff, fighting or, or you can doing do the mini games. It. Right. So yeah, th- that's the new thing. The thing, the thing is that they haven't, still haven't exposed is beyond the EV training, there's IVs, which are like individual values, which are what the Pokemon get when they are created or like when you hatch them out of an egg. Right. Those are still hidden. So that's like the third layer of, <laughs> of ridiculousness. And that is an even more ridiculous system that I would still probably not ever going to get into. Where it's like, yeah, I, they have added in X and Y, there is a dude you can talk to, and he will tell you basically what how high the IVs are in each stat. So if you talk to him and he's like, well, that's a perfect, that, this Pokemon is perfect in strength, and you know it's got maximum IVs in strength. Right. Right. So there's at least a way in the game to find it out, because before you had to do like maths and shit based on all kinds of ridiculous hidden variables. But so like the whole idea of making a literal perfect Pokemon for competitions is you have to get as many of the individual values to maximum as possible. And the only way to do that is to like breed because when they breed, they pass down a certain number of their individual values. And if you can make them pass down the ones that are maximum, you can make them pass down more that are maximum to the next generation and so on and so on. And then you have to get the right nature and get the right statistics and then EV train them and then <laughs> level them up. So I'm not ever going to probably go to IVs. That's ridiculous. I might casually do it. I might not go for like maximum maximum. It might be like maybe I want good attack. <laughs> it's kind of annoying that they sound like Pokemon. 
themselves. Well, or Eevee and Ivy. Yeah, the Eevee. Because that actually is a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get... Well, have you Eevee trained your Eevee? Is it... <laughs> I've started breeding Eevee, so I'm probably going to Ivy Eevee. <laughs> You're trying to get the best Ivy on your Eevee, and then you can Eevee trade it. And yep, then finally... Ivy the Eevee, and then Eevee the Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and, eventually... and, then, and then EXP the Eevee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Max Ivy, Max Eevee, Eevee. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's like... So this new system that they've surfaced that actually is a thing. And then, of course, there's the really dumb and stupid thing with like pet your Pokemon lols oh, yeah, yeah. on the touch screen does which, that give you anything yeah unfortunately it does shit <laughs> it's yeah, like if you're if it, and the really dumb thing about it is that it, it has like their their affection which levels up when you poke them or whatever <laughs> wow wow they're, they're, so that they have their affection but in the previous games there was already a hidden value that was friendliness and that's actually totally separate from affection and still exists. <laughs> so there's certain Pokemon that only evolve when they're friendly, and that's not the same as affection. So you can't increase friendliness by playing the stupid affection mini games. You still have to upgrade friendliness the normal way of walking around with them in your party. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's totally unnecessary. You could have mm. e- that, unlike the hidden other variables that you already had, you could have combined those two systems. It would have <laughs> been good, but no, you decided to make it unnecessarily complicated. And does experience share in the, as annoying as you thought it would be? Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to continue talking about poking Pokemon in the face. Because <laughs> it's really dumb. What it actually gets you, the affection, when it levels up, yeah. it gets you bonus XP, which is obviously awesome, <laughs> for leveling That's, up faster. Okay. That's crazy. So you don't have to grind as much. Uh, it gets you, sometimes they'll just evade attacks, and sometimes they'll just cure status effects themselves. Weird. Which just is like poking that's... them in the face when yeah, you're just from out the, of the fight. Just from the affection. Okay. I'm immune to poison because I am filled with love. Yep, basically, unfortunately. So yeah, so you have to like pet them and stuff. But the trouble with that is, I'd say probably the majority of Pokemon that exist are not in any way cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm going to pet my giant fucking bee monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, or your pseudo Wudo, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh, man, much, I, much worse. I want to see the model for pseudo Wudo, though. <laughs> well, I think it probably look quite similar. It's like... It's like giant fucking Venusaur and... Like, these Pokemon are not cute. Right, yeah. Why don't, why don't you pet me in the teeth? Yeah. So, yeah. That, it's like, it's funny when they're tiny, like, unevolved Pokemon. Those are sometimes kind of cute, like Pikachu or whatever. Well, yeah, they are, like... The cute things, but then, but then when they level they, up, and you're still having to do it. You're, you're purposefully evolving them into fighting demons, and then you still have to pet their stupid faces. Charizard, or play Charizard. <laughs> so yeah, that's really dumb and stupid. I think it's, I, it's especially bad for my giant bee monster in my can team. Just, can you just jump onto a Snorlax and just sort of relax on it? <laughs> Would that Probably. count? Okay, you're giving me a hug, bitch. <laughs> It probably doesn't give a shit because it's a Snorlax. They see it all So yeah, that's dumb. And then you feed them stupid food, and and there's nothing to it. It's just okay. like all you do is like feed them until they're full, pet them a fuck all time, a couple of times, play the mini games, and then that decreases their fullness. And then you feed them again, and then you play the mini games again, and then you feed them again. <laughs> Repeat until they're at maximum infection, and then okay. you're done. Could that possibly have been slightly more 
engaging if they'd have done it in a sort of Tamagotchi-like sense, where it's like real-time elements. Maybe, yeah. But not, but not to the, in the repetitive kind of way, I mean, like, like, where you have to just go feed, 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 feed. Like, you feed it once, and then you're done. You pet it once, then you're done. But you have to come back to it in, like, Well, I mean, hours. the hunger does go down over time as well, if you don't want to play the dumb mini-games. But is it, like, presumably it's only in-game time. Well, yeah. It's not actual time. Or maybe it is, actually. I don't know. I haven't really noticed how fast it goes down, because I'm never looking at that screen where it tells you. Mm. <laughs> I'm always looking at the super training screen for doing the EVs. Mm. So yeah, that's dumb. And then the experience share, which is the other sort of, I don't know, controversy <laughs> that people yeah. came across early on. Basically, you get experience share almost immediately, like right after the first gym. They give you experience share. And it's no longer a single item that you equip to a Pokemon, which is how it used to work. Because it used to be you'd have the experience share and you'd have you'd have the the one that was doing the fighting and then you'd yeah. have the experience share on the one that you were training and then it would like yeah. split the experience. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And then in like black and white, you could actually get multiple experience shares and then it would like partition the experience out across however many there were. So it's like if you had three of them, it would do it into thirds or whatever. So what they've done now is they give you the experience share almost immediately. It's not an item any longer. It's just a thing you can turn on, like a toggle. And it affects your entire party. So all the Pokemon in your party get experience share. But the thing is, it's not so much experience share as it is experience more. Because <laughs> it's like the lead Pokemon that's fighting gets full experience and all the other ones get half experience. So you yeah. end up with like way more experience overall. You get like 500% experience, basically. Why would you turn that off? Well, the trouble, the thing about it is that for the first time ever that this has ever happened in the Pokemon game... I'd had it on for a while, and I was actually running up against the the um, limit where if you outlevel your gym badge, they won't obey you any longer. Oh. And it's like, for the first time ever, that actually became relevant, because there was so much experience coming in from the experience share, I'd almost outleveled my gym badge. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess I should probably turn that off for a while. <laughs> Well, you use a different team. Or... Well, yeah, and then I, trained up, then I trained up the B team. Yeah, perhaps that's encouraging you just to... But the thing about that is, like... Does your B team have the B monster in it? No, the B team's in my A team. The B monster's in my A team. It's not, it's not really the B team. <laughs> but so the thing about experience share, actually, is that it's not really that necessary for training up your team. Or, you know, I, it's like it's never been necessary for training up your team. You never had the problem of being underleveled in any of the other Pokemon games. You just got enough experience sort of naturally if you were only using your team to do the main fighting. Mm-hmm. You never really had to grind. One of the to think though, because like, as you say, there's like hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon in this game. Perhaps they just they put something like that in there so people could actually just use more of them. Well, yeah, that's the thing about experience share is, is the, what it's actually good for is leveling up Pokemon that haven't that you haven't leveled before, and like you could level up basically five out of six for, six of a new team mm. as far you know almost instantly. Yeah, because you could use your like your main Pokemon, your starter or whatever from your main team, have a, like, five level ones, and they'll just level up super quickly just from the experience of, like, killing level 60 stuff with your main, so you can train up a new team in almost no time. That's what it's actually useful for. Mm. And if you want to do, like, breeding, and if you want to complete your Pokedex by evolving things, whether you have to level up, you can do it actually really quickly using that new experience share. So it's like, I don't think... I don't think it actually matters for the game part of it. It only matters for the 
completionist part of it mm. <laughs> and for being slightly convenient for training up new members if you do want to change your team out potentially making it a bit less grindy for people that do just want to go yeah. from place to place if you just want to if you just want to get the story done you level up to the edge of your gym badge range and then <laughs> you're still good you can still one shot everything regardless of type <laughs> yeah. as is tradition so yeah that's that game it's still Pokemon but the animations are awesome and the weird thing is, like... You can now actually literally poke. <laughs> poke the mons. <laughs> the weird thing about it is, like, there's there's so many fucking Pokemon in this game, but the world is, like, tiny. It's like the the actual... The oh, world... so, the, so the rendering has taken a bit of a toll, you think? No, I don't think it's that. It's just, like, they haven't scaled the world very much. I guess because it's sort of annoying to travel. There's, like, what you're doing is just walking through grass in between towns and then mm. getting attacked a lot. That's not really fun, I guess. But there's just like the towns are super close together and the world isn't very big. But every one of these little routes in between towns will have like five different Pokemon from every other route. Right. So there's always like a million new Pokemon every time you step into a new new area of grass. So there's actually a goddamn. It's like the Pokemon. That's what all RPGs are kind of based on, isn't it? Like as you progress, move through the world, like you 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 have to fight stuff to move. Well, yeah, but, but then but then as you move, like it's the, the the interesting new stuff you find in the area that keeps it engaging. Yeah, but and and I think that's what they've like they've upped that even more, but they haven't made the world feel big big enough for it. Oh, oh, I see <laughs> what you mean. So it's like the engagement is there, but it's. It's like you're walking, like two towns are like one screen apart and there's one patch of grass. And that one patch of grass is going to have like five or six goddamn new Pokemon. So you just have to run up and down in that one bit of grass for a while. Oh. <laughs> well, surely it's, there's no technical reason they couldn't have longer Larger words, grass. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, just, so, if you then want to travel between areas without fighting Pokemon, it would take longer. So, so then you get fly earlier as well, don't you? Or? I don't know about earlier. It's probably about the same. Maybe the world just seems smaller, so it seemed like I got there. <laughs> right. But but then like it's so the world like in terms of towns and road routes between towns and stuff, it's technically the same size as it's always been because there's still like eight cities with eight gyms. And <laughs> right, right, right. So that's still the same number. But then, like, if you look at the Pokedex, the Pokedex is split into three segments now because there's, like, central, coastal, and mountain. And each of those three segments has 150 Pokemon in. So it's like, there's fucking 450 Pokemon that you can just get from walking around in the grass <laughs> in okay. this tiny-ass world. That is a bit weird. And then the other 300, you reckon, are trade-ups? Or... Well, I presume that there's going to be, you know, at the um, end, after you've done the Elite Four and all that, they'll unlock oh, the end-game mode or whatever, like they did in the last games. Right. And the, oh, well, and the other thing is these 450 aren't, obviously, because there's 450 of them, they aren't all new. Mm. It's a lot of the old ones. But that's fine. It's always it's always kind of funny when you can you can pretty easily just by looking at the model tell which generation of game they were from. It's like, oh, really? that's the generation one one because it looks really generic. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not it's, very well animated. It doesn't have very many small parts. It's made of spheres. Yeah, basically. So yeah, and they've also like up. They haven't really. Oh, this is another thing we should that I should mention. They haven't really changed. They they've done some work to the like Pokemon noises that they make. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they decided to have Pikachu actually have the Pikachu sound effects. The only one. Like it right? says Pikachu <laughs> and stuff. What does Raichu do? Nothing. No, it just has the. <laughs> yeah, it has that normal, stupid electronic sound that it had before. Which is really dumb. It's like, why, why do just one? It's so out of place. Do you reckon they 
sampled enough. Well, you're, hmm. it's the thing because they're not simulating those sounds anymore. I guess they probably would have had to have sampled well, the, I think, the uh, oldish sounds to make the newish. Well, sounds. I think what they've done is they've sort of upgraded them because in a lot of in, in some cases they almost don't sound like the same sound effect. But uh, unless you know what the old sound effect was like, it's like they've modulated it and like mixed uh, like other. Reverbed it. Yeah, fuck. reverbed it and stuff to make it sound more like an actual sound that an animal could make. Instead of just like a bit crunched eight bit noise. <laughs> uh, pretty much that's the only thing I seem to remember. Like whenever I hear a program, they always sound a bit like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, it's like what Pokemon sound like, pretty much. And then, and then there's the other one, like big ones that just go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. They've still got those dumb sounds. It's like that so apparently I don't know, Pokemon the next one, we might actually get sound effects. We've got models, maybe sound effects next. <laughs> but this is the thing, where, where I was going with that is if they do you reckon they've got to the point where those sound effects are made using samples in the game, or are they um, still using synthesizers to make the sounds? Because hmm. it's like, because that was always the reason why they well, were so yeah. shitty and why they carried on. Because if you think about it, like 700 odd Pokemon are creating, you'd need like 1400, like maybe 2100 different samples for every. For every Pokemon, yeah, to, to cover them all, would like and get voice actors to do those, and it's um, the thing is like a lot of the sound effects that they've used don't sound anything like they could fit words. Like Pikachu sure, has the yeah. same same like syllable layout of the <laughs> that sound. Well, no, I guess it doesn't really have the same syllable layout. I can't even remember. I guess it's original sound. The original Pikachu sound effect from Red was just like another electric noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. But it's like... <laughs> the trouble is, like, a lot of... I don't know how... I mean, presumably they've already solved this problem in the anime. Because in that world, Pokemon... Everyone talks. Well, you know, actually, everyone not, says their name. Actually, I'm not sure that they do. That's the thing. Because if you... From what even I remember of the early parts of the anime, like, Charizard doesn't say it, Charizard because it evolved out of that it used to say Charmander Charmeleon no. Charmander no, I think he did did occasionally just go Char maybe but mostly he just roared he did say Charizard but I think he would go Char <laughs> mostly he just roared and set shit on fire Bah-bah. from what I remember <laughs> but it's like so a lot of these Pokemon probably don't and, and then like they have dumb names that probably wouldn't even be able to be used in that way but the thing is is like if you <laughs> Really, actually, I don't know quite which one I prefer, actually, out of the two. It's like, I think I would prefer the voice samples, because the voice samples are so dumb. <laughs> like, like, Charmander! <laughs> okay. It's just, it's a kind of really dumb idea anyway. Like, just purely because you just want Goldine. So what you really want. Bring that from Smash Bros. I wonder if that was like that in the end. <laughs> Where the Goldine sounds really posh for some reason. <laughs> Goldine. <laughs> Well, Goldine was clearly the posh variant of Magikarp or whatever. No. Which was the crap variant. I remember Gyrodos having a... No, that just had a roar, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mewtwo could just fucking talk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, that. And then Magikarp's like, carp, carp, carp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> carp, carp. I guess. Psyduck. What? Psyduck. Oh yeah, Psyduck. Psyduck, still the coolest. <laughs> I want to know what, like, how pseudo Wudo is said. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I hope it's Japanese. Pseudo <laughs> Wudo, probably. 
I mean, in the original, presumably it would have been. It's except, it wouldn't be, except it would be really slow because he's a fucking tree. So let's, it's not a tree, tree, though. It's a rock. Oh. Hence the pseudo well, part of pseudo. Even reason. slower, though, because he's a fucking rock. <laughs> I don't think speed was represented in... Apart from, like, slowpoke, probably. No, he sort of said slowpoke. What about Snorlax? I'm not sure. Snorlax was just like, Snorlax. <laughs> We're just making shit up. I'm not sure yeah, you've ever yeah. seen the episode. Snorlax was like that. Yeah. I mean, apart from in, I mean, Snorlax is in Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. The creepiest is still Clefairy, I think, probably. Oh, no, hang on. The, the, the hands thing is notoriously creepy. The, like, the, like uh, clown. What, thing. Mr. Mime? Mr. Mime, yeah. Mr. Mime, yeah. Or Jinx. Or Jinx, yeah, fucking Jinx. Yeah. Mr. Mime is actually sort of called in 3D. Really? Because yeah, right. he does like he does like miming, <laughs> miming the glass <laughs> movements as he's standing and doing his attacks. Oh, that's cool. The, the glass box. And then when he dies, he does a dramatic pose. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of cool. That's actually kind of nice. Golly, <laughs> pal. Haven't seen one of them yet. Wow, wow, that's it. Right. That's <laughs> a Rob making Pokemon yeah. noises. Yeah, I love Jeez. Actually, having I can remember. We should ask him what he's been playing. Either, I reckon. Unless you've got anything else. Uh, unless you've got anything else. Out. All the ones from Smash Bros. Yeah, basically. Okay. I didn't see any Legato like pass. Like, when was that? When did that even start? How old were we when that started airing? Oh, two days. Like twelve. What? Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. That was ninety-eight, wasn't it? Don't know. Was it? Or was it earlier than that? No. I reckon it was around 98. Well, I don't know. Was the cartoon before the first game? Because oh, It would have been before. I mean, in England. Oh, maybe. I think it was around... Oh, it was almost exactly the same time, wasn't it? Because yeah. they were both delayed, right, compared to the Japanese launch. I mean, yeah. how old was it when it came out? Like, three years old wanna, or something? I want to say it was 96. Um, no, that seems too long. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the game doesn't. And the cartoon started almost at the same time in England. Maybe 98 is right. Copyright Game Freaks, 1998. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the only reason that I remember that, because it's on the fucking title screen of every Pokemon game, regardless of where it's like, 98, 99, 2001. Oh, do, they have, do they have the epic <laughs> yeah, list of numbers? They pretty much do. Cool. I, I didn't actually see it on this one. Last one, I, the black and white, they did still. There must come a point where they just put the logo on and say, fuck a copyright, we'll put that in the credits. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's too fucking long now. Yeah. I wish Ninties would be bonkers. Like, every fucking year. <laughs> well, the only reason it's like that for Pokemon is because that's when the designs of the Pokemon were made, presumably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess. But then, would you... Would you have to put the one for every Mario game ever made? Or is it just like when they introduced every character that was in Mario? <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, let's talk talking about Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Rob, what have you been playing? Yeah. I, I know one of the things you've been playing I finished. Yeah, I finished The Last of Us. Okay. Oh, okay. I think I may have beaten most other gaming press like in terms of like how long it took me to actually finish that game. Because most people have that moment where it's just like, I can't be fucking dealing with this. Yeah, and you just ground through it. Yeah. To be honest, that game remains the like Following on from what I was talking about last time, that game kind of remains the same throughout. Right, okay. It doesn't... It doesn't really ever mix it up much. I mean, winter, the winter section in the game had both um, the best and worst bits of the game, I think. Okay. There was a couple right. of sections that were truly terrible. 
um, but then had a couple of amazing sections. And it wouldn't be a Naughty Dog game without, possible spoiler alert, Nolan fucking North. <laughs> of course. But I didn't recognise who he was. I didn't recognise his character until the trailer, like in the in the credit sequence, it specifically says, and Nolan North. No, no. As this guy. As this guy. And I'm like, really? Wow. Okay, maybe Nolan does have range. <laughs> After all. I'm in space. It's not, like, it's not Nathan Drake or Deadpool. <laughs> it's like, I'm in space. I'm in space. <laughs> Pretty much anyone could have played that fucking role. That's true. <laughs> Uh, didn't did he also play some of the turrets in that game broken turrets yeah broken turrets yeah but so it's it the quality does definitely does as i say apart from those couple of real bad points the quality does stay high but then so does this feel and the ending is kind of without going into spoiler terry the ending is kind of just like the rest of the game it's like it kind of just comes and goes right and it's like the you know, I think I was a little disappointed with the overall narrative. In the, it's in the, it's in this weird place where the writing is generally very very good, mm-hmm. but the overall like individual story, scenes. yeah, yeah, like the you know the the, the moment to moment writing I think is very very good, and the acting of it is very very good, but it's just the overall narrative just isn't actually that engaging. Like you I think you get that quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, you, you go to a place, you do a thing, that that sequence is over, you carry on. Yeah, it's like I've, it, it's it's basically the, the most of the story is one big journey. You know, right from the start where you're kind of going, and perhaps that plan changes like very very slightly at a couple of points throughout the game. But generally, it's you've got to go to this place, and that's the entire narrative, really. Um, but then stuff sort of happens on the way in, in, in its own little miniature chunks. It kind of feels a bit mass effecty in that way, right. you know, where there's these little chunks of story that aren't necessarily connected to each other, but just sort of happen because you happen to be there. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure that... had like quite big, like medium chunks of story, didn't it? Like you do a planet or whatever that had like its own self-contained yeah. kind of yeah story. i mean i suppose what i'm thinking about those like the, the you know the loyalty missions and stuff they were kind yeah. of their their own self-contained chunks and yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know i think zach and i brought this up like we're talking about this earlier like the whole race against time thing like oh that was hilarious it's a race against time i'm just gonna fuck off to this planet and do this thing <laughs> that kind of embodies like... what was wrong with 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 mass effect one in my in my eyes was definitely that that race against time uh entry in the uh that was the main quest line was called race against time wasn't it yeah uh, as um jim sterling would say the ludo narrative dissonance that's fucking everyone would say yeah yeah that was pretty bad but uh, as i say, there's not too much of that you know the dissonance effect isn't there in last effect because you know last of us because i call it last effect <laughs> good one um but that doesn't necessarily mean that that you know the gameplay is better for it. As I yeah. still stand by what I said that it's kind of an. I, I got kind of into the swing of it more towards the end. I think I sort of found my feet a little better. Okay, okay, and how, how to tackle scenarios. Basically, it involved using the bow all the fucking time. Okay, bow it up. <laughs> yeah, because providing you have arrows, that's just the most effective way to kill people without being revealing your position. Okay, okay, and it's. And it can be, it's just, it's, it's all purpose. It could be used to distract if you miss them and it hits a wall somewhere else. Then people will go, oh, what the fuck was that? And it's, so you still get the benefit from it if you miss. And it's, uh, 
I remember yeah. that being quite powerful in Assassin's Creed. Once you get like the crossbow or whatever, you can do silent takedowns from miles away. Yeah, yeah, it was quite quite neat because then you don't know, no longer needed to bother with the fucking gun. Yeah, enjoyed the crossbow. Really quite nice. Uh, yeah, I don't really, not not really sure quite what to add to it really from from the last discussions. It's just, I say, it just ends kind of like how the rest of the game is, and then you're done. Credits. It so it's be... not that climatic, really. I mean, it has some nods towards the intro sequence, which are kind of clever. Um, but then, I guess the thing I was was a little bit funny about is the kind of my feelings towards Joel as a character at the end of the game still remain somewhat muddy. Right, okay. And maybe that's, again, maybe that's kind of the point you're in this sort of like morally Gray, questionable yeah. world. Yeah. And you feel about, I ended up feeling about Joel, despite, you know, his, uh, you know, character development throughout the game to being a, you know, he's a, mostly a stand-up guy. <laughs> and then, but then every now and then he'll do this thing and you'll not be so sure about it. And the ending is kind of one of those moments and you just, I'm not sure that leaves me of a great taste. I, I you know, I'm, always, I'm a bit traditionalist in that I like a happy ending and, I like feeling. All right, that's done. That was satisfying. Yeah, and this is this is playing that sort of slightly arty ending, which doesn't, which isn't that satisfying, really. Well, you were quite, it an, you were, it, it is you were very pleased with the ending of. Uh, well, well, you enjoyed the ending of Bioshock, and that's not exactly the happiest, is it? Uh, no, but it's it's it is, but it is a good ending. It's, like it's it. an ending. You know, yeah. there's more. There's more. There's much, much more to that ending than there pretty much is than the rest of the whole fucking narrative. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and so by that logic, you get it feels like a reward. Yeah, because it's a massive like info dump of like lore, basically, and craziness. Yeah, was I? I don't think the Last of Us really felt like a reward, and it's like it's it fits in the story, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit hollow compared to yeah, yeah. But then that's kind of the whole game. That's you know, it's, 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 it's consistent. And like, I was just thinking of a comparison of, of of a story that's kind of generic and just continues going from place to place. This is like Fallout Three, where you just come to the end and you just like insert the water curing device into the machine and push the button and then everything's good and then you just walk away <laughs> but then in Fallout 3 that's not actually the end because it's an open world so it doesn't put you back in <laughs> yeah true <laughs> it's like the story of Fallout 3 sucks but that's not what you're there for there's all this other stuff yeah I guess. yeah yeah kind of same with Skyrim I guess probably like the, the yeah. actual although that's different because like the main quest line isn't even it's just one of the big quest lines, isn't it? So, like, you've got yeah, I guess so. Sort of, yeah. I mean, at least that quest does have, a, you know, it gets different at the end with the, like the afterlife shit. <laughs> yeah, That's moderately interesting. Although still dumb, we are like, let's fight the most evil, deadly dragon in the entire world by waiting for it to land and then stabbing it over and over like we have <laughs> with every other dragon. <laughs> like every other dragon. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh. I guess what the other thing that kind of bummed me out about Last of Us's ending was that it was just it's a little predictable. Yeah. But nothing about that narrative is really Yeah, well like you said, you like you, from the start you're going to a place and then you go to a place and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> you just do the thing you were going to do. You know, no twist. And the typical I can't trust anyone thing makes you immediately not trust anyone. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's like, well that's gonna happen then, isn't it? Yep, no, that happened. <laughs> Uh, so not a game of the year. <laughs> no, I don't think it would be in my running. 
it's an incredibly impressive piece of work, but from my general enjoyment, I don't think it can be up there. I still don't know like, what we've got. What what have you got, Zach, for that for that uh, DVO like in the running for your game of the year? I'm. So, I mean, I know it's slightly jumping the gun, but I mean, yeah, slightly. Let's try not to talk about this too much. In fairness, we will have to considerably. You know, this is the time where we should really start thinking about. Yeah, but this. not on. Yeah. Or not on air. No, no. Yeah, but do you <laughs> have any... give away our episode? You it's just like, do you have you... anything you'd consider that highly? Well, my, my problem is I never remember which year games come out in, so I actually have to go look at a list, particularly for the earlier parts of the year. Right, I mean, obviously yeah. there's Mis- Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> that's going to be somewhere in there. Oh, I don't know. I think that's... I don't know. It might be last year. No, that was this year. Was it? Oh, okay. It came out... It came out... Well, in, in, in Europe. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It came out with the 3DS pretty much. Yeah, that counts. That's allowed. Yeah, well, I was thinking it would be. Yes, <laughs> that counts. <laughs> it's, uh, if it's only coming out in our territory at a time when I can get it. Yeah. So you definitely think Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is superior to X and Y? Well, it's a different game, but I liked it more. Right, well, there you go. Well, I guess I haven't finished X and Y yet, so maybe... Dramatic last Which one did you get, X or Y? I got Y. I thought so. Everyone gets Y because X sounds cooler, so everyone gets Y. (laughs) What's the logical plan? Exactly. Because you think everyone else is going to have X, so you have better trading options. Exactly. (laughs) I like that. But then, you know, that it's like you can't keep flipping the reverse psychology forever. Yeah. <laughs> so probably, in, in, in reality, I bet it's probably like 50-50. Because there'll be people who will be like reverse psychology, and then there'll be people like, no, reverse reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll just even out. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it must be. Yeah. I mean, presumably they would have changed how they tackle Pokemon if it's been a problem at some point. Well, yeah. What, that everyone pro- buys one version? Well, yeah. well uh, actually, I think... Well, I've been seeing it more, but I'm sure it's always been the case. There's still crazy people who just buy both versions. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and they just trade between themselves. Stupid idiots. <laughs> I d- my problem with X and w- well, with Y is I-, I haven't looked up which ones are the ones that appear in the different versions, so I don't know. So I don't know why, like, should I be trying to trade this? I don't know whether it's <laughs> not in the other version or not. I see. <laughs> I should maybe think about looking oh, at that. You're thinking of the value of it. Yeah. Okay. It's like you want to try and, you know, like breed your starter Pokemon. Those are always valuable. Mm. So, uh, Last of Us then. So that's yep. your that's your main thing. That's pretty much all you played. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we we, we went into Guild Wars again briefly, didn't we? Yep. To do a bit of Halloween-y stuff, but I don't, I don't really think there's much to say there either. Well, you weren't in... I wasn't in the main events, no. Yeah, you, well, and the main events were much less than last time, mm. last year's Halloween. Is more simple just a little yeah. mini not even a dungeon just like a fight yeah i played a bit more magic actually i suppose i finished the finished the main campaign and magic the gathering with the mm-hmm. white weenie deck which just destroys everything <laughs> naturally um and I, I, I did start a plane chase game but i didn't have enough time at the moment to really get into that and it's like it turns out that's an, that's those those games look like they're going to go on for a while <laughs> Right. Like okay. If, you, if you're going to try and get involved in one of those, that looks like it's going to be a long game. So I will maybe attempt that at some point when I feel like I have time and can be bothered. I, well, I, I suppose like, the other thing I had to do actually, I invested a few hours into Civ Five well, single player. Yeah, because <laughs> that's not even that's like one percent of a Civ Five. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
I mean, I, was, I sort of carried, went with the Egyptians, started a new game again, and went with them because I'd like the last time Zach and I started a multiplayer game, my Egyptian run seemed to be going quite well. well Egyptians are good in the early game, of course, because yeah. of their wonder building bonus. Exactly. So I thought maybe I'd go with that and get myself a bit of a leg up at the start. And uh, Except that plan seems to have failed me a little bit because the Swedish can't be trusted. <laughs> Well, Sons of bitches. I just ended up in a big old military mode and I hadn't been focusing on my military at all and then had to try and backtrack. And now I'm being bright bastards to the Swedish, so it kind of turned around in the end. But <laughs> it's just, I guess that's just something you have to learn about, Siv, is like you have to learn how much military is just enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like I kind of thought that perhaps the key to success in Civ was to be focused, like from how some of my stuff in the Japanese went in the multiplayer, where it was a bit too all over the place. But well, you have like, to be focused then, to some extent. Yeah, but then that's that's what cost me this time because I was completely not military focused at all, and it's a uh, you just have to have just enough to appear slightly threatening, keep them up to date, and then and then also try and play to the landscape. Of course, that's yeah. the other trick. The problem the problem is now I actually don't know after all this fighting. I'm not entirely sure what my focus was and what it is anymore. Science. So, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that ever matters is him. Yeah, I haven't really looked into the faith stuff much from, which, the from the Gods and Kings expansion, which is also enabled in my play. But it's, I think I'm, I think I've fallen way behind on that approach um, this time. So I don't know if I can really investigate that much. But, right. Yeah. Um, it's like it's just like influence mechanics. Basically, you can sort yep. of take over places eventually just through religious influence. I think um, that, but I don't know how easy or hard that is to get involved with or to avoid. But the thing about that in the older games was you, like you could do that with culture as well as religion mm. <laughs> back in the older games, which was like a double ridiculous layout. Yeah, but now they, I guess they've probably toned it down quite a lot because obviously you can't do that through culture any longer. Yeah, and espionage is back as well. Oh yeah, and I haven't quite figured out what the purpose of that is. Well, yet, you haven't but... got to an age where it matters yet. No, probably. I've got one spy at the moment, and the only places I've sent him to, I've eventually taken over. <laughs> well, fuck those Swedish. That is sometimes the way the new spies you use. You plant them in the cities where you're about to attack, and then like disable the defenses or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> open the barricades or whatever. Yep. Well, I, I haven't quite worked out what I can and can't do. It doesn't appear that I can do very much from well, what the options you, I've seen. So I mean, you asked them quite an early. It's like I can, I can look at the city. Is basically the only thing I seem to have gained so far from it. I can send them to a town and go, "Oh, hey, I, I, this is what they are." And you can send them into city states, but that seems like limited value, right? Um, I, yeah, I just haven't figured it out. Don't know. Not sure about it yet. Need to develop sabotage technology. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Civ has so many, so many systems that it's maybe, maybe it's too much for me. I'm not sure. I just, I, I, you know, I kind of understand what the systems can and can't do, but I haven't figured out what what a good balance between them is yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. I really want to care, or I'm not sure I really do care while I'm playing it. It's just like everyone's happy, good. <laughs> well, you, all you care about is happiness, and as I've said several <laughs> times while we've been playing, it doesn't matter that much. I know. I know. I have quite a lot of happiness in this game. Well, yeah, you would do with all the wonders. Which is the thing, and I'd like, and you know, I can't, it's, it's become important because I've taken over places, oh, yeah, well. so I need like extra happiness to keep it in check. Yeah, I haven't annexed them; they're still puppets. Yeah, but, um, you will need more happiness if you want to annex them. Yeah, because I'm, I'm gonna, I've taken over one, and I'm gonna take over another pretty shortly because it's undefended right now. 
So it's like, I'm going to have that. Well, as undefended as the cities are in Civ 5. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some some unit garrisoned, but I don't think it's powerful. So I'm just going to have it. I just want to show the Swedish not to fuck with me. <laughs> and it's like, they've been offering, like, do you want a peace agreement for a few turns? It's like, fuck off. Well, yeah. I mean, once you've committed to eliminating, you might as well eliminate them. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I could take their capital. Oh. It's a bit strong. It's way over my levels. But... Um, so I'm a bit doubtful I could take that. Get some catapults. Yeah. <laughs> well, their, their military is technically stronger than me at this point. I yes, just... But you have intelligence. They have yeah. dumb. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that, that has worked in my favor. Basically, they don't seem to understand that archers will shoot you. Yep. They it's... don't understand positioning at all. No. As long as you've got a front line with archers behind them, you pretty much just do whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah. That was basically kind of what my tactic was. I needed a sort of sacrificial front line. Because I didn't, I couldn't take on their knights very well. Right. I didn't have pikemen. Right. Um, I didn't even have knights, so <laughs> I was putting like horsemen at the front, just sort of dying. Because I've got shit tons of horses. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, and then then the archers would no, because I had cross, I had composite bowmen for a while, and then eventually I got crossbowmen, which outlet. That's the one thing I outlevel the Swedish on. All oh, right. Is I have crossbowmen and they don't, um, which worked in my favour. They have catapults though. So maybe they do have crossbow. I don't no, know. I think crossbow's well after catapults. Yeah. They got catapults a lot earlier than I did. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, it's a real interesting game, but I don't know if I'll ever be good at it properly. <laughs> you just got time to be in the tutorials really now. No. I'm sort of just playing it because it kind of, it's kind of cool to just sort of lose yourself in it a little. Yeah, exactly. Um it's it, anyway, the one more turn effect is dangerous. Yep, I just is. I played for way too long on a work night. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a quality game. It's a quality game. Cool. Okay. Oh, I heard that it's not long until Ace Patrol comes out on Steam. Oh, I'm I'm quite excited because there's an Ace Patrol two, which is like Pacific, and that's coming out on Steam like shortly. Um, I never got around to really playing much of that in the end. But. Well, I quite like the idea of a, a Pacific one, you know, World War Two one. That might be quite good if they've added more mechanics and stuff. Uh, mm. It might be quite a fun little game on on Steam, maybe. Like, play it in a little window or something. I don't know. Yeah. Of, like, do another shit. Be quite nice. Working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, how are we doing for time? Have we got a... Um, uh, we're pretty much at our normal boundary. This is unlimited file, though, of course. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. This so is... talk, Dan. Tell oh. us. Talk, well, talk about whatever the fuck you want, man. We're good. Yep. Oh, well. Been playing Grand Theft Auto, of course. Still good. Still, um, still going. Yeah, there's Not been... Not fatigued a... yet? No, there's been some good missions that haven't been heists, but I was surprised. There's been a few missions that are, um, you know, multi-character with, lot... with switching and stuff that aren't heists. Oh, cool. So that's been quite cool. There've been some like nice high speed chases and things, uh, you know, out into the um, uh, the the highways and stuff and the uh, mm. the wilderness. Like I just did one where you had to ch- where um, uh, Michael shot down a a private jet, and uh, then as Trevor, you had to chase it as it crashed as it was coming down on a dirt bike to actually land next to it. Well, 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 to to drive up to it when it crashed. So that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd want to be next to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you had to get in and steal some stuff from it or whatever, so. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. So yeah, there's been some good missions, and uh, yeah, still enjoying it. Um, still but... dabbled with GTA Online? 
No, I haven't given that a go. I don't. That, that doesn't really draw me. Although I did see a video. Uh, I didn't actually watch the video, but uh, um, they some people were. Tr- I think it was Eurogamer, but they were trying to make up games to play in GTA Online, and one of them was like Car Conquers with the Cargo Bob, which is the um, like Chinook, so you can like hook up because right. one of the missions is you you uh that one of the heists is um you carry a well depending on. Depending on which version of the heist you choose, the one I chose, you carry the submarine uh, under slung under a helicopter, right. under this big helicopter, and so it has a winch and stuff. So you can just pick up cars, I think, and then they were just playing conkers by like two people flying helicopters <laughs> and trying to smash cars <laughs> into each other. So that's that's kind of so that kind of hilarious stuff is kind of what you want from GTA Online, because I gather that you, it, whenever anyone sees each other, they mostly just murder each other for no reason. Yeah, yeah. So you, I, I guess it'd be fun to get in a lobby, like uh, into the world with just with friends or whatever, and uh, actually like make up some random stuff. Because there's kind of all kinds of stuff before, you could do. wasn't it? They didn't need GTA yeah. Online to do that. We could only just... do it through like mods. Oh, really? GTA right. Four mods. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe they, they should have just fun. done that. You know. Yeah, maybe it'd be more fun as mods when the PC version finally does come out. Which I yeah. expect it will, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not really tempted to go into that. But I, I, I might do one time. But uh, uh, it's an evolving thing, so yeah, it may, exactly. It yeah. may end up going in some interesting directions. But they do keep patching it, though, so I think it is mm. being uh, being worked on. So do you forcibly have to get the patch, even if you don't not interested in GTA Online? Or yeah, yeah, it just you boot it up. It's a 360 game. It says, "Oh, you need an update." It's like, oh, fine. Boop. I wonder how big those updates are. Uh, reasonable, but I seem to have quite fast internet, so it doesn't take any time. But uh, mm. they're like forty meg or something. I don't know. Yeah, so that's all good. I'll let you know if there are any more heists incoming or any cool. They haven't done. T- I haven't seen too much countryside, but I have a feeling that they've just done something in the story that means we're going to have spend more time in the countryside. So that might be quite good. Uh, so I'll report back on that. Yes, Bigfoot. Hopefully. Well, Bigfoot was notoriously, <laughs> supposedly in San Andreas, so I'm sure it probably is in... Because they put him into Red Dead, didn't they, in the Undead Nightmare? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? We'll see. And maybe hopefully fly some more planes as well, because I haven't been flying too much recently after that helicopter mission. Well, actually, there's quite a few helicopter bits, but not too much plane bits lately, so hopefully there'll be more plane stuff. I certainly Plane, haven't flown trains, the private jet. Really. I know that that's in the game, right? Flying the jets, mm. so that should be cool. They got stupid. Yeah. That stupid flightless plane, the one that's not supposed to fly. You have to. <laughs> oh, yeah, the terrible one. All oh, right, okay. I don't know. I, is that, I, was, I was asking, is that still there? Or... <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. What was it? There was a plane. was it Vice City that was in, or was it the original GTA? Oh 3? yeah, no, or it was Vice City. No, it was Vice City. No, San Andreas had proper planes. So it was Vice City, wasn't it? That had a plane that you weren't supposed to fly and you, you kind of couldn't. <laughs> yeah, and it, time, it timed you on how long you could keep it in the air. Because <laughs> yeah. Vice City had helicopters, right? It did have helicopters, but you that you could fly, I think? I can't or maybe remember. not. I never played that one. Uh, but I it didn't remember. have planes, but except for this one, yeah. Yeah, I told you one. Like the inversion of Battlefield Desert Combat. 
Whereas like the helicopters were not meant to exist and were impossible to fly, mm. rather than and then the planes were okay because it was plane physics that converted to a helicopter. That's true. The, I, I really liked the helicopters in 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 Desert Combat though. They were like impossible to land because you had digital control of the throttle, so you had to keep tapping it at a precise rate in order to slow down enough to land. But you could do yeah. it. That was hilarious. Yeah, because it, it was too simple. The 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 flying in Vietnam and even yeah. in subsequent date games. I mean, it's too simple and not, and not actually as like useful as it should have been. So it's like, Oh, I can, I can hover at a precise height above the ground, except it's really actually difficult to alter that height and have it and like yeah. go over hills and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like shoot it on the ground. Yeah. yeah I, I still find, I still find choppers tricky. Even, even if like, they, they, they do feel easier than they, they did in two. Yeah. I feel too. But I seem—I seem to remember I had more success in Battlefield Two, like flying stuff, because you know that would be getting out. I guess that was a time when people didn't necessarily have a dual stick controller plugged into their PC that often. I had an adapter and was using a PS One controller, mm. I think, to do it, um, which I think gave me a bit of an advantage. Mm. But the tr- as we were saying before, when we were talking about Battlefield Three, it's like the, the trouble with the helicopters is you just get in them and you just immediately get shot by a yeah. million things. <laughs> so it's too, it's too, too much comes at you as soon as you get in a vehicle in those games now. The choppers in, I just find it really tricky to see people as well. Yeah. There's something about the sort of fuzzy screen effects they put over on the tank that just makes it kind of tricky to actually see. Even if there's a dude right next to you, it's like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> Actually, you have like the proximity sensor, but that's that's you don't really be looking at a map for that. But and it also mm. fills up one of your unlock slots. Yeah, exactly. Something don't want something something crucial. Yeah, the choppers in five in GTA are they're they're cool to fly and stuff, but they're a little bit squirrely. It's quite hard to get them to fly without sort of wobbling because you if you mm. adjust, then they they sort of swing one way and then they start swinging back and forth if you're not careful, um, which is a bit which a bit annoying. But, uh, a bit wobbly. Yeah, but it is possible to fly them fast and through buildings and under bridges and stuff, and which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, yes, Jum. should we wrap this up then? I guess. Are, are you guys like going to be doing anything interesting in the next two weeks, game-wise? Because <laughs> I suppose at the end of these two weeks, we'll have all the PS4 launch stuff to talk about. Okay, yeah, then, cool. Uh, well, maybe... Maybe at some point in the less distant future, Starbound B will happen because it's always it's always officially said that it's going to happen. Oh yeah, that was news, wasn't it? Was it Dark Souls Two? Supposedly oh, was going to have its beta, and it fucked up. Incred- yeah, they're incredibly narrow window, like one hour beta or like something. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's like some city shit. This game's going to be terrible. Yep, <laughs> and then it never happened, so no one's played the beta. <laughs> no. But yeah, Starbound's beta is imminent, supposedly. They've they've made the actual lead developer made a post where he very specifically referenced the beta and laid out what the beta's going to be like and then didn't give a date because god damn it. <laughs> but it's, there's only two months left in this year, so it's got to happen. Well, I'm gonna be trying to play Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You're cool. Moving on from Last of Us to another yeah, game. Carrying, exactly carrying, like on, carrying on with Year of the Bow. Yeah. Oh, you're going to a game, ironically, slightly more like um, uh, Uncharted than yeah. than the latest Naughty Dog. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I feel like now's the time to get it in before uh, Xbox comes out, which may then just 
eat me up for the rest of the year. Mm. Depending sure, on yeah. how much I end up sinking into it. And then, Makes sense. Uh, it's just, it's not, there's a couple of like indie games that are sort of tempting that I think perhaps one of us should tackle at some point, like Papers, Please, or Brothers. Uh, Guacamelee was tempting at one point. Yeah, Guacamelee um, looked okay. Although I hear the boss fights are like awful. Uh, yeah, I did hear that. Um, yeah, New Batman's not worth tackling by the sounds of it. So it's no that that and that it's a good game, but you don't need it, kind of thing. It's a bit like Assassin's Creed Revelations, I suppose. Yeah, whatever. We don't need to tackle anything that we don't want to because that's why we have the best game of last year's. Award yeah, or, 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 <laughs> or the award of what was the biggest game we really should have played. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, we have it covered. <laughs> This is the we don't know what the fuck we're talking about award. <laughs> the theoretical game of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> what what we should have picked if everyone else was to was to go by. Blarg. Right. Okay. Okay. Then without this time limit, we're just going to talk forever. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to sit here and have random bits of dead air while we think about whether we can end this podcast or not. I think it is time. Thanks for joining us, listeners, on the Salacast to join us next week for all that crap that we just said that we were going to do for next time. And it's not next week; it's in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay, what are we going to get after this? What? What are we going to get after this? Pizza. Uh, yeah, that's the question. Are we getting pizza? <laughs> okay. I was sort of wondering whether you were talking about something other than our actual real life plan. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to get? Well, I'm Stone. sure you've got to get <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Bye, everybody. I have to actually get ready on the stop van. Okay. Had you words. I wasn't, no. You have to Say press bye it. again. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>